That's a hot take. Yeah. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, god damn it. Uh, Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records. Ever. What's up, guys? Welcome to Hot Takes. I am Young Shiro. We are on. This is my co-host, Skeleton Lipstick. Say hello to Hello. Skeleton Lipstick's going a little lo-fi today, rearranging the studio. I feel like it's not, it's like the same amount of lo-fi as you normal. You know what? I'll take it. I mean, this is a scene that's kind of uh, based on being lo-fi at times. Uh, We want to go ahead and introduce anybody. uh, Well, not introduce, but well, kind of introduce you guys to our show. Uh, Hot Takes is a a bi-weekly podcast not really podcast not really interview show really just a hangout session for uh me and skelly and all of our friends um mainly being you guys thanks for the follow by oh, the way oh fuck syllabus is here i'm syllabus sorry. is here oh, syllabus. we got a lot of one-time new viewers that we're very syllabus excited to so see long. i know syllabus is an og in the scene we're glad oh. to have you here oh. <laughs> uh we got brand new like, artwork flashbacks right now from lux's golden show i know syllabus has been around for a minute um very oh, glad to old, have Syllabus old here. old days when Neon Nights with Lux used to, host the, used to host her live stream. Which, which again, hello to you regulars and there. hello to you newbies. Uh, do not hold back. This is a safe space for all opinions. Feel free to argue, debate, comment, query, uh, opine. Uh, again, like I told uh, our very special guest today, the only rule is uh, keep it clean. It's okay to punch up, just don't punch down. Uh, we want to make a very, very special... Shout out really quick to PJ Rourke, who created our new artwork. Yes. Fucking amazing. Love PJ Rourke. Uh, Commission PJ Rourke for all of your graphic needs. They have a handful of open commissions. I don't know if they have them right now, but get in touch with our good friend PJ Rourke if you want some phenomenal phenomenal artist, also a phenomenal musician and producer as well. And also they did... They, yes, exactly. Check them out. Check them out as well. Uh, they, uh, uh, PJ Rourke, they did the cover art for the Skelly Smoochums single. So, yes. PJ Rourke is a very good friend of both of us and should be to you as well. So, follow, subscribe, listen, buy anything you can to support our good friend PJ. Um, and with that being said, let us know if our levels are off, if I'm too loud, if Chris is too quiet, uh, if Disco is too quiet. Uh, when disco jumps on, if the music is too loud, etc. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and launch. Uh, we're going to start with Skelly, who has a few recommendations. Oh, I saw okay, one of your recommendations on. in your Insta story today, actually. Oh, yeah. No, actually. That's I assume. Hold on. That's the one I'm going to make. Hold on. I'm just putting a link for the Skelly Smoochums. Yeah. Song. Go ahead and run that link so and, you can support uh, okay, Skelly and PJ. Yes, yes, you can do it here, but I'll post a Bandcamp link for it later, too. But uh, PJ did the cover art for that song. Anyway, uh, okay, recommendation time. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff lately, but one of my favorite things that I have been listening to has been um, uh, Patch Notes. I'm not sure if you guys have checked out Patch Notes. Oh, yeah, Patch Notes. 
Uh, I believe they just um, I, so cool I think the last their last album Golden Hour, which I believe is uh, also released on Pacific Plaza, I think in physical format, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's a phenomenal album. It basically gives me lots and lots of feels. It has a very open sort of quality to it, but that open quality is open because it's filled with so much sound that's just pushing the boundary of your emotions out as it plays. It's some very sparse but excellently placed drums that are in it. Um, the synthesizers are, are thick and Sick. dreamy. And there's always these sorts of like human quality going on underneath all the synthesizer, uh, all, all the all the hazy synthesizers and um, and and um, and, t and teetering drums that go out through it, and that gives it this sort of emotional quality to it. I get a lot of feels from it personally. If you are somebody who's a fan of um, some of the, the things like Eastbury or A Hero or Simple Syrup or Van Gogh. Oh, very firmly in that sort of uh, this sort of like kind of burgeoning sort of like dreamy like floaty genre very floaty vaporwave you know what I mean like really really but this is um, this uh, this work by uh, patch notes I keep going back to this album and it uh, it really hits me really hits me um, in a way that uh, that that I don't always get hit by but when I with music and uh, it sort of makes me this, uh, you know, feel very, it's very sensitive. You know what I mean? It's very sensitive sounding music. And um, I love that. It makes me feel very sensitive when I hear it and very, uh, very vulnerable. So I don't know. It's this very floaty, vulnerable sound. And um, I, I think it's great. If you need a song to start with somewhere, I mean, personally, my favorite is Breathe, but I know that Baby is also a very big song on it. I think that's gotten the most listens so far, but really go check out Patch Notes. Um, just a, a wonderful, wonderful work. Don't forget I would, to link I'm, it. Uh, yes, I'm going to do that. Oh right wait, now. Lux did it already. It. I'm sorry. Lux Ash. did it already. Um, but this is uh, this is some really, really elegantly produced, sensitive music, and um, I dig it. I dig the hell out of it. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. So Patch Notes, Golden yeah. Hour, out. Um, let me see. Is it is a is it? I thought released I really, by it, our very own Pacific Plaza, aka yeah, Alex, who is a friend of the show. Of course, with excellent taste. So you know you can really trust anything that Pacific Plaza is putting out for the most part. Anyway, for for the whole part, not the most part, for all the parts, all the parts of Pacific Plaza, you can trust anything they release. And uh, this does not disappoint. And um, go go listen to it. Damn. I need to listen to it like yesterday. Have you got any other acts or albums you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, I mean, while I'm at it, I mean, I mentioned some other. I've I've already shouted out uh, Simple Syrup before, but we can also True. like I'll, I'll I'll shout out uh, Van Gogh as well. Um, Apparently, they can really throw a good show. That one show that oh, Hero really? did back in Chicago had Simple Syrup, Van Gogh, of course, a Hero. Oh, Be careful. I click and it. Oh, I saw footage great. and it looked that's pretty, pretty show. fire. That sounded like such a good show. I forgot that Van Gogh was on that bill as well. Yeah, but you know, you can do uh, check out maybe like Losers Landslide. Oh, Van, Van Gogh's Gogh. coming out on Pacific Plaza too. Oh, really? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> At least I think they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like a very like burgeoning like um, sort of sound that you're getting a lot in, uh, in certain vaporwave uh, uh, enclaves right now. This is sort of like kind of like dreamy. Very like emotional float sort of floaty sort of vibe, uh, very reminiscent of the Eastbury. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. interesting to me to see like 
you know, George Clinton not just going from being, you know, the person that we all really love his music and uh, admire his tenacity and work ethic, but actually now, like, really beginning to, like, the sounds that he makes begin to, like, sort of seep into, like, younger producers' work. And then True. taking the sounds and reinterpreting them in a different way and now making it, like, a different sound. You know what I mean? It's crazy because so, a lot of those guys have been in the George Clinton fan club. It's amazing. A lot of those guys have been in the George Clinton fan club. Like, I remember when oh, really? they were just kids messing around with SPs. And now they're, like, putting out some really, really next-level well, work. They really are. And they're taking their influence and they're doing something new. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, so I'll recommend those, uh, you know, Van Gogh and uh, Patch Notes. So, like, Loser's Landslide sure. by uh, also a phenomenal album. Very cool. I just, bought, I just bought a shirt for Van Gogh, actually. There's a really cool Oh, wow. <laughs> I just bought- Has the iconic that's face that. on it. It does, it does. It's yeah, little, like, that's like, one cool thing about Van Gogh. They're, I don't know if they're anonymous, per se, but they've got the mask on all the time, so... Very cool. I, I, would, I would love to see them. They put on a hell of a show, huh? I'd love to see uh, that. I'm, I'm told... Um, all right, man. Um, well, thank you for the recommendations. Uh, you guys got a lot to go on. I personally would love it if you would shoot a couple tracks to my inbox. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I have a, a little bit of a hot take oh, I want to roll into. I want to stop really quick and just congratulate you on an outstanding dance party oh, last weekend. Thank you, man. Thanks. That was so good. I'm not sure if anybody that actually leads. Yeah, I, I, we I, did use the channel to go live. Oh man, are you kidding? I think that you just like increased like the channel's numbers, subscription yeah, numbers, like, huge. Maybe we'll be by just at some point. Phenomenal, <laughs> you and Fantacat just did oh, the most shout outstanding out dance party at the Golden Bear in Sacramento, California. Terminally chill NorCal. Uh, just it just like the whole terminally chill experience fully leveled up by you two. I was very uh, honored to be invited, man. Thank you for your kind yeah. words. Just leveled um, up in general, uh, you know, just the idea of a vaporwave dance party. I think you guys just leveled up. It was up. packed more, in there, dude. More than, more than anybody else, more than myself, more than anybody else. Oh, Fantacat's here. We love you, Agnes. Oh, Agnes is here. Agnes is here. Oh, so is August. August and Ken, two people from Rosewood, along with my friend uh, Olivia Luxury, who lives in Sacramento, showed up. Um, Fantacat and Isaac the, Dream uh, Team. Yeah, 100%. Oh, it was great. I was terrified on that XDR jet. Man, they know how to work a party. Well, I, I'm I CDJ ready in. now. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I know, right? seven yeah. hours the week works. before that. You just sort of like, like look it up online a little while before you get started. All right, enough talk. Let's Actually, hot that take. leads into minutes. my hot take. So, Psychic Bond, yeah, by I, the way. I thought it might, so I figured it would start. Nicely done. Get to the hot take, because I want to bring yeah. the Holic on. We need, to, we need to talk to Disco Holic, and he needs to put some pants on. But anyways, um... You don't tell Discoholic what to do. He puts pants on if he wants to. He does not if he doesn't. I'm, I'm joking. Discoholic is the, part of the king of the show today. You never know if you're going to get pants or no pants. I just okay, think it's so. funny. But okay, so just a little bit of etiquette. Um, I don't want to be difficult. Uh, you know, we're all adults. Uh, but a little bit of etiquette if you're going to go to a, a dance party and you're going to engage with your DJ, but, but also, you know, be there and support your DJ. Some do's and don'ts, right? And Chris, I think you'll love these because you've done so many more parties than I have. Please don't set your drink on the table where the DJ decks are. We had to deal. I saw that on the live stream when it spilled, and I saw Agnes. I tried to accuse Agnes of knocking it over, but she didn't. Somebody bumped the table, and 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 some people had set their drinks on the table. Thank God, her XDJ RX2 was fine. Please, guys, don't put your drinks on the DJ table. Don't reach over the decks while your DJ is DJing. 
I know y'all are drunk and having a good time and you want to do the, the scratch motion. Please don't put your hands up in your the DJ space. It like It's really like disorienting <laughs> when I'm trying to concentrate on my next blend or like riling up the party or using effects. Um, slap me a five, fist bump me, whatever, that's cool. Uh, and don't elbow people around you. Um, I mean, I guess that's between you and other audience members, but apparently there was some elbowing going on at the show. Finally, requests are cool. I mean, I'm not as good of a, a DJ as Chris or, or Agnes are, but... Not true. Requests are cool, <laughs> but, like, if you want me to DJ a song that's, like, 85 BPM when I'm working with 125, that's real hard to do, man, unless you want me to do the whole backspin air horn smoke and mirrors thing and it just doesn't work so like you can please please request but we had this one guy and he was just like play some venom tech and i was like what the fuck is that dog and i google it and i still don't know so like you know just go easy on your dj uh definitely dance definitely shout definitely sing uh be there buy a drink you know but uh but please don't do those aforementioned three things any commentary from you chris uh, one time I had a, um, I was DJing Terminally Chill, um, and I, this person came up to me and they way they started like waving their jewel in front of me and they're like, can I charge my jewel on your Oh know, shit, that too. Can I charge laptop? my phone on your decks? No, like that's going to mess no, everything up. No, this is also when I, this is also before I had the CD, I was using the CD, so also before we were really using the CDJs, so I had the laptop and right. the CDJ. And so my, they were trying to plug their jewel into my laptop, which was running Serato. Like that could kill everything. They, no, no, not only can I charge it, they reached over and were like trying to plug it into like nothing, into nothing because they were drunk. There's not like there was yeah. a jewel charger sticking out of the, the laptop. They were just like, just like sticking it on the, on the Insert laptop. Jewel here. My favorite actually, um, hold on, was, um, yeah, like you were talking about requests and oh, hold on one second here. I'm sure Fantacat has some lovely stories for us as well. So she's in chat. But I seem to remember you having some weird request at one of your shows. I just can't remember what it was. Well, there was this one time. Um, hold on. Oh, the Wiz's laptop got fried by somebody's drink. Oh, that Jesus Christ. Awful. awful. So the, speaking of weird requests, there was this one time when, I w when we were DJing Terminally Chill. And there were like these French people, these French girls there, right? And the French girls kept coming up to us like, excuse me, excuse me. We think that people would really like to hear you play Daft Punk. Can you play some Daft Punk? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know, Daft Punk is fucking fine, man. That fits the format perfectly right. for Terminal Me to play Daft Punk. We'll, we'll get to it. And they kept coming up over and over and doing, will you please play Daft Punk? Will you please play Daft Punk? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're going to get to it. We love Daft mm -hmm. Punk here. At we're going to get to it. So, so Shoji gets on the DJ decks. And Shoji starts playing Revolution 909. And then, like, during Revolution 909, the French girls come up and say, are you going to play Daft Punk soon? And we're like, fucking, what the hell, man? Are you serious? Oh, I can't... It just... I wouldn't care, except for the fact that they were actually French. And I didn't realize yeah, they yeah. were playing Daft Punk. This wow. is the French people were requesting Daft Punk. We played Daft Punk, and the French people didn't realize we were brother playing Daft Punk. I mean, that's that's what's like I was like top five I mean, brother instances. Choji and I like facepalm so hard. We're like we had to say like we're playing yeah. Daft Punk, right? Yeah, we like, literally thought, are. Are you are you actually French, or is this a silly accent you're putting on? 
All right. So I'm glad you agree. Um, one last shout out before we bring on our lovely guest tonight. Everybody, thank Indie Advent for always thank you, recording Advent. our show and allowing me to upload it to YouTube after the broadcast. Thank you, Indy. I hit him up super last minute about tonight, which I feel bad about. So thank you, Indy. I in the chat for Indy. Who wants to see Disco Holic? Woo! Who came here to talk to Disco? Are you ready to unmute yourself, sir? I'm already. I think he already has. Hey, no, sorry. there he is. I've just, been, I've just been whisper quiet this whole time. Yeah, sorry, man. Your, your, I'm going to hear it. Music to my ears. I'm going to hear about how long that intro was in the, the YouTube video comments, I'm sure. We are so excited to have you here, man, oh, for the first. You are on camera. How you doing? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, was, man, I better like, crop you a little bit better. The smooth operator. Oh, no, no, yeah. I'm going to be sitting. I'm going to be sitting the whole time. Did you just say shitting? So let me just put the static back up. Just kidding. All right. Well, let me go ahead and... Yeah, okay, good. You're in frame now. Um, Discoholic, everybody knows and loves because Discoholic throws a weekly four-hour show. Am I, not, am I wrong? Four fucking hours, right? I don't know how you do it. Jesus Christ. Discoholic. Right? Holy I shit. I can't do this show more than once every other week I hit for you, two hours. If you don't remember, I hit you up right before the mega episode, and I was like, Chris... I have made a great mistake. It is actually going to be closer to four hours, not three. And you were like, let's do it. But we were yeah. fucking exhausted I'll by the time I it was over. Hell, but... How do you... Shut the, the boy shits. The boy does... <laughs> how do you... How? I mean, I understand that you have so many things going on all at the same time during your show. You've got bits, mm -hmm. you've got gags, you've got deep lore... I mean, Lux has filled me in on all the different characters, Scooter and Three and other people that I don't even know about or remember. Like God, Satan, Cube, Driven. Yeah. It's a whole cast. I and, and, uh, the the energy some, seems to come from the Disco Gods. It seems like, and it's super Dawn. interactive. They can uh, they can tase you. They can. I want to say if they put enough bits in, they can like make you take your disco ball off. But it's probably oh, like, no. a lot. No, no, but you know what? That's not the craziest thing that's happened. But yeah, uh, I... What's I, the craziest I, thing that's happened? What's the craziest thing oh, that's man, happened? Oh, man, going right into it. Oh, that's you said a, that's that, not the craziest thing that happens. Huh? That's a good question. Um, The craziest thing that's happened is probably... I think, okay, well, I'll tell you, last stream, I, I put in a new Channel Point Redemption okay. of the word where a, a, friend, a, friend, a friend of Dan Mason knows my uh, home address for some reason. Uh -oh. And he gifted me uh -oh. uh, this tin called uh, Bean Boozled. It's from Jelly Belly. Oh, I heard and about this. <laughs> yeah. And here's oh, the thing. No. You, spin the top, you spin the top and it lands on a particular bean. But here's the thing about each bean. Uh, each bean can either be, for example, this blue one, either berry blue or toothpaste. And Delicious. last time I got, I uh, what was it? I got... The bean was called birthday cake or dirty dishwasher. And I got dirty dishwasher and I almost puked on stream. Mm. My goodness. Oh my God. If Maybe we I, should I, do I, that. Please. Do you just like sit around like, oh man, what am I going to do this week to make it more interesting? And then just like something <laughs> pops in your head. Like, yeah. Like for the first couple of weeks when I was trying to like land on what to do for the streams before I came up with the radio WDSK format. It, it, it initially started as like a music production stream to kind of keep me accountable because gotcha. like yeah. I wasn't really working on music as much at the time and I was like why don't I live stream because it? like it'll be fun it'll be a way to get content out and it'll be a way for me to keep myself accountable on like you know 
making new music and such. Very but cool. at the end of the first, and which actually started around a year ago, February 27th, uh, 2021. So it's it's been about just about a year since I started streaming. Damn. And at the end of the first live stream, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just play some of my favorite songs? And people in the, and, and I really liked it. And people in the chat were requesting, oh, why don't you play this or that? And I was like, hmm, let's run with it. Let's make this a religion. So WGSK came about. <laughs> he said, let's make this a religion. I got to ask, since you, uh, I, I don't know what, what source you primarily use, but I want to say it's YouTube, is it not? It is. Yeah, that's what. what what is your Primarily number people. one favorite YouTube video of all time? Hmm, probably. <laughs> oh, oh my! Do I have to link it in chat? Yes, it's, uh, please it's called... do, and describe it as well. In and don't chat. forget, chat. If you have questions for the Disco Man, let him fly. If you have a question, yes, your question please. takes top priority over any questions we have. Okay, so one of my favorite uh, videos. It's like. I feel like it's recorded on like an old flip phone from like 2007 and it's called kind what is it called kind of dancing pay manila lol which is um it's, okay, i don't Jesus. i know the language i know the language oh, dude pad chennington is here everybody say hi to pad chennington while he figures out what I language pad, oh my god damn dude, pad son Channing where'd you find this Pat Chennington, he got me into the vapor scene. I can talk all about most, that in a moment. We're going to do that. We're going to get the most brutal meatball. Oh, the I've most brutal seen. jelly bean flavor. <laughs> okay, I linked the video oh, in chat. God. Okay. Um, it, it's a video. It's a low-quality video of a dog just kind of dancing around. And the title is in Romanian. And uh, it's it's just a delightful little boy. I, I like the dog. I, I wish I had a uh, rig that was powerful enough to play it right now, but I am not advanced to that level so everybody you, 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 you click, can click or save that link and watch it later that is disco holic's favorite youtube video thank you very much sir no problem anything for you and him and skeleton and the rest of the people in chat what, what what's what's up next so the chat i guess already has quite a bit of information about you uh, they're being a little shy unfortunately today. so let's well, i want to ask questions yeah yeah why don't you get why don't you <laughs> give them the skelly special well, I guess, DSS. Well, no, I just really kind of want to know. Um, you know, you're an extremely talented musician. You're a, a wonderfully uh, imaginative force in general. I just kind of want to know what was your experience growing up with music. When did you first realize you kind of enjoyed making and expressing yourself through it? Was there something you heard? Was there something that you played? Was there someone who introduced you to something that kind of made you kind of? Well, basically, kind of uh, fall in love with the idea of creating things in general. I want to actually get start with music, but I also want to yeah. get to what made you decide to, you know, start developing a humorous personality and what your influences are with that. But let's start with music first. Sure. So when I was six years old, my parents signed me up for piano lessons and made me practice religiously for yeah. God since for over a decade, and that's I got really good at piano. And during my piano years, when I was learning piano. I started, I was classically trained. So I started learning Beethoven, oh, wow. Mozart, and what have you. Amazing. And, and I started learning, and there was this one, when I was just a wee lad, I was probably, I don't know, nine, eight, seven. Um, I started learning a basic jazz track. And I was like, huh, this sounds cool. This doesn't sound like anything Schubert or Mozart or beethoven could come up with this sounds kind of cool wait these chords sound kind of weird but i like it and from then on my love for jazz grew into a love for funk 
and my love for mm. funk grew into a love of disco and that introduced me to r&b house all these oh amazing heavy you came at it from this... like the classical direction exactly yeah that's really sick it, it, yeah it, it, chronologically makes sense too because like mm-hmm. you know jazz and disco yeah it does and those piano lessons really helped me because i you know became adept at like you know be trying to learn my own things as well as practicing because like when you're learning piano I, re- I always recommend learning piano as the best way to get started with music production gotcha. because like when you especially if you're learning other songs because when you're learning other songs when you're learning how to play it on the piano doohickey you start to get like an intuitive sense of song structure you know what the right notes what the quote unquote right notes sound like mm. you start to get a feel for you know how songs should sound and you get a better sense of you know how to okay how do i formulate this idea in my head using the things i've already heard and part of part of part of the reason music production uh part of getting good at music production involves so much so much listening to other music yeah kind of like you know yeah learning your big skull and yeah and uh well specifically disco also because my love for disco came from a lot of places uh sonic uh, sonic music on the sega genesis it was kind of funky they got michael jackson on the soundtrack of sonic the hedgehog 3 and i was like oh this is kind of bopping uh. and daft <laughs> punk released i used to listen to daft punk a little bit like um what uh work it um harder better faster stronger yeah i found out about that on on the early 2000s internet there was this flash animation called work it by this by this flash animator called oh, i think Evil i remember Sonic. that one yeah yes i i wrote a little bit it's about it on utopia district yeah sick and um and it was a flash animation re- using river city ransom assets on the Nintendo on on the nes and they were all little sprites dancing to work and i was like huh I can get it through this. That's pretty cool. And then 2013. Wow, Lux actually couple... just linked it in chat. Sorry to interrupt. Thank you, Lux. <laughs> How the hell is she? Unbelievable. She really is. Go on. Sorry. Albino black just... sheep, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my Damn. Growing... I'm, a I'm, a, I'm a little throwback. Old... Yeah, I'm a little younger than you guys, so this is this is the kind of stuff you know. I hey, can you can hang. flash animation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and fast forward to 2013, right? Um, this was around the time Daft Punk, I kind of, I was a light fan of Daft Punk until 2013, 2014, when they released Random Access Memories. Mm. And I listened to it and I was like, the first track was totally disco. It was that something. so feels like your Daft Chris Punk Chris wants album. to say something. Like, so that's totally your Daft Punk album. Very cool. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Give Life Back to Music was the first track. And when it, when it erupted into my ear holes, man, I was like, what? What is going on here? And my dad used to listen to Boney M. He used to listen to oh, Boney M is yeah oh, Euro disco, right? Love and so much. He, used, he also used to listen to he also used to listen to Crazy Frog. He put it all on oh, all the time in the car. <laughs> um, that's funny. That's that's another story. And all these you know all these all these factors culminated together into me. My love. That's for just really guy. cool. Thank you. I love that. Okay. We have a backlog of questions in the chat. That's oh. great, but I'm not done yet. So oh, okay. Wait for a moment. Because <laughs> there's more I need to do before we can get All to All right, like, we'll the get the autobiographical part. part out of the way, and then we'll do questions. 
<laughs> no, because the next thing I need to ask you is that you're you have a very keen sense of humor, but not just humor, like physical comedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a very specific kind of humor to really understand and to there is the slime was so like, yep. so like, you know, you have like a very keen physical sense of humor as well. And I'm wondering I've actually talked to you a little bit about this before and I still remember and like your influences with that. Would you like to talk a little bit about your influences with your humor and your your using of this uh this cart this sort of like almost like a living cartoon character that you've uh, you've curated, you know? Where does that come from? And where where did you develop the things that would come into play for the discoholic that you currently are, sir? I grew up with Mr. Bean. I grew up with Tom and Jerry. Oh, I grew up with oh you like Bean. that slapstick. I, I say little that Ernest maybe. You know what's fascinating about Mr. Bean is like that's like everybody grew up with Mr. Bean for like mm -hmm. the last 25 years. Each generation Robert. of kids has grown up with Mr. Bean, and there, I think there's only like 15 episodes of that, and they were made like <laughs> 1990. There's like 12 iconic episodes, and like it's so iconic. Like, man, oh man, I don't know how that was really that. Rowan Atkinson, what a genius. So That's his last you, name. you first connected with Mr. Bean. Now I also see strains of things like the Zucker brothers in what you do. And yes. also strains of like Looney Tunes in oh, what you do. Damn. You know what I mean? Am I incorrect or what? Oh yes, no. Airplanes Zass film, yeah, Zucker Abraham. Red. Zucker, mm -hmm. Abraham, Zucker, or Abram Zucker. Right. Airplane, Airplane 2, The Naked, naked Gun, Gun, all three yeah. Naked Gun movies. Damn, you got Top some classic secret. humor up in there. Oh, dude. This classic. is like a very specific classic humor, though, that True. I feel very much in his in, in his it wheelhouse. Works. And that's why I'm Hot bringing shots. it up. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, just a big totally. fan of when videos come on that he doesn't like and he just shrieks. Oh, that, so, that would you, would you, little did, zoomer did you humor. Find yourself connecting, you found yourself connecting to that stuff a lot. Yes, definitely. I feel like the discoholic, you know, whole image, it's kind of ridiculous as is. It's kind of a ridiculous base, just because, like, you look at Daft Punk, right? They look cool. They look like cool robots. Mm -hmm. Here you have an idiot like myself. You can't even see. You don't even know if if this guy can see or not. He's just a literal disco ball for a head. And plus, he's wearing, like, and and like Daft Punk, they have photo shoots. You know, they they're wearing like leather jackets. They're wearing futuristic outfits. Oh, of yeah. Trump. I, I like, like that a, we turned it on its head. That's phenomenal. That's yeah. really yeah. But they can see awesome out of their helmets. I heard you gave head. a whole you know presentation you? unable to see anything. Here's the truth about that. Yes, I can technically see out of the real disco. He can this see. Is just this is this is just this is just a Snapchat filter. I do want you could have because if I you could have let me be delusional and I would have just been like how this does he know where everything is <laughs> yeah I know uh, I'm holding up four fingers but um to achieve see the thing is with Daft Punk I'm using them as an example again you can see their visors you can see where their eyes are true to achieve the kind of uh, the seamless tiled look it needs to happen via two-way mirrors on each tile and due to having to see out of like a tiled pattern, it basically reduces my vision to kaleidoscopic levels. So Whoa. I am I've driven in the helmet before. I've driven in the helmet before for a little bit. Oh yeah, I performed in it. <laughs> yeah. But uh otherwise I am pretty much I would say legally blind. And it's also hot and it's also right. hot as hell in there too. Jesus. Even because I have like two computer fans in there hooked up to a Damn, this kid, you didn't bag. play around you were just like let me commission this whole helmet 
<laughs> yeah, nah. Like, like, there's like two computer fans in there hooked up to like a USB power bank, and that doesn't even help. But I have to wear like a sweatband on my forehead to stop to stop my sweat from like dripping into my eyes. And I'm already blind as is. Imagine if sweat got into my eyes and I just couldn't see anything. Jesus Christ, about. dude, that's dedication I, right so, there. So, so do you study physical comedians? Do you, in the same way that you study the funk artists and the disco artists that you like and learn from them and then develop your own style, do you do that with physical comedians? That's a I suppose question. I don't study more as, I suppose I enjoy them more than I actively study them because I just consume so much of that stuff. I suppose that's a form of study. Like Monty Python, Monty Python, Tim and Eric, you know, mm-hmm. of course, oh, the yeah. classic cartoon stuff. All that kind of stuff well, really appeals to me because they their ability to um, their ability to convey this convey comedy without yeah. drowning the viewer with I don't know t- dialogue. Right. You know, it's yeah. just like a huge just setup or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just yeah. Yeah, like a hyper expression of, um, of of one's physicality, of one's like gesturing, of gesticulations. Right. And stuff. you're very right, theatrical with your gestures. I've noticed very, very theatrical, a, very exaggerated. Like, well, I remember like being on Funny Net, like a living recently, cartoon, and everyone was talking about what they were watching lately, and like you're like, well, the new Looney Tunes series is phenomenal. Like, and Randy was just like, what? well, of course you're watching the Looney Tunes. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you were like, you took umbrage. You're like, what the fuck, man? That's good shit. Oh, that's funny. And, like, it, like, right, it is. it is good shit. It's phenomenal yeah. shit. That Chuck Jones stuff is unparalleled. So have mm-hmm. you just always been kind of like a ham in your personal life? Have you been like the class clown or like the guy that's, that's the a, funny yes. guy? Like, That's a good yes. question. Yeah, why I've, am I not oh, I've, Really? Uh, I've always kind of been the weird guy. Um, <laughs> welcome to Vaporwave. We've all know what, that, that's why he's it's, here. <laughs> exactly. It's it's weird how I'm in this scene. It's he's like he's like the smooth, popular guy in Vaporwave, but outside of Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, that actually brings me to my next question. Before you can start taking other people's questions, which is like, okay, so now I understand the the music. I understand the uh, the physical representation of Discaholic. But now, how does he make his way into this little world? You know what I mean? Into I need to know this. Okay, Go so for it. Summer of I'm 2017. Fiber had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I want to know the background. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Summer of 2017, I was in my basement with another member of Discoholic, and we were writing a song. When suddenly, I got a message on SoundCloud randomly from this guy named Fiber. And I was like, <laughs> hey, uh, we're a big fan of your music. I run a record label called Montep. And we were wondering if you wanted to join our community and maybe release with us. Love, Fiber. And I was so, exci- <laughs> I was so excited because I've never... All the other communication I've received on SoundCloud was all from bots. So to hear a voice, a real human voice, reaching out to me, and I learned later that Fiber happened to live like one hour from me. Yeah, because like, he told us his side of this I've story. I've seen him in your old comedy. I love this. Show. You have like old comedy, um, you know, skits that I don't think are available really anymore. Uh, but, wow, that's and cool. I've seen Fiber in them before from when you're younger. <laughs> yeah, I love and, that. And, and so uh, we hit it off. I joined the I joined his record label's Discord, the Montem Discord, and we really hit it off. Uh, they, it's crazy how they find have planets aligned mm-hmm. for them to find me randomly on SoundCloud. I mean, and that's imagine how, like, that. Even, even when this stuff first started, like back in like the early like 2010, 2011, like I was just I was you know in the void, and I was literally found Same. by um, by by surface. With with yeah, really? my, my aunt, yeah, yeah, from surfing found surfing. my music, 
Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. I actually yeah, know this. Penny from surfing, I knew you were on Airplane Rec. Airplane? What was it called? Airlines. Airlines. Uh, yeah, I was literally just Not I was talking about Penny. And um, Penny was like, we really like your EP. We have this record label we're starting up. Right? And uh, you know, we want to know if you have any, if you could do a full length for us. And uh, and then I got pulled I mean, pulled into the world. Well, I guess right when the world developed, I guess when everyone got pulled into something. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's like similar. To, I think it's a similar thing with me. Very but just cool. a different, you know what I mean? And I had to yeah. find it on my own. It was super lonely. I shot my shot into the void on Tumblr for like 10 years before I started. Tumblr. Bro. Like I met Chris on Facebook in like, what, 2014 maybe? I don't know. No, I think it was earlier than that. It was early as fuck. But like I was just a fan. So that's really cool that somebody found you, reached out yeah. to you and said, if you having to claw your way out of the void, you know. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, after that, it wasn't until 2020 when Pat Chennington, you know, we kind of knew about each other. I made a, I made a funny video. Cause he, he mentioned a Discoholic song on a recent video. Discoholic's still down to get down around early, late 2019. And I made a response, I made a video response, like, of me reacting to it. I'm just, like, holding a teacup and, like, a little plate. And, like, once he <laughs> mentioned, there was, like, a voice, Pat's voiceover was, like, and Discoholic's still down to get down. And I just drop, I just break my teacup and like, I'm like lounging in a chair and I just go get flabbergasted. There's like an emote of that on my channel. Oh, Disco man. shook. Um, but, <laughs> um, and oh, then. Oh man, your friends are coming through and they're posting the, the emotes. In that's our, the our one. That's, that was originally for Pat Chennington. <laughs> no and <boy>. then, <laughs> then obviously COVID happened, you no. know, March, 2020. Ugh. Um, and then. You know, URL shows started to pop up a lot because nobody could perform live. True. Right, right, right when after. Oh man, it's, it still sucks that right after 2019, after after Essential, uh, after Electronicon, after what mm -hmm. feels like Essential. A, Essential didn't happen, right? Dude, it happened to you too. Happen. Something amazing right. was on the precipice of happening. I think it happened to all of us. And then I damn, was coronavirus. To do the after parties for Essential and. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. but then rest in peace. bam, COVID hit. So Pat Chennington, he knew of me. Um, he was like, "Hey, why don't you come on Pat Chennington's black uh, block party and do a set?" And then over over that 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 was like a big break for me, at least in terms of like online shows, because over three hundred people came and yeah. discovered Discoholic. Few people, uh, I, I'm sure, a few people in the chat, a few a few diehard fans have discovered me from there. And then from then on, I just kind of made my way up the vapor scene. Is that the one where you guys did all of those skits where, like, you went and hung out with the Wiz and you had the disco sauce? Y'all were driving around and you made him eat the burger. Okay, that was the next one. I got you. That shit was funny. Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very funny. Wizard of Loneliness is in the chat. It was fucking hilarious. Let's be honest. Thank you. Yeah, let's be honest. That was funny. Yeah, we don't have a lot of funny guys in This is funny. Oh shit! Uh, that's that's the thing. That's that's the thing. I part of the reason you I found love, you cornered it, like yeah, like um, because like you love what Ronnie Ronnie uh, Ronnie hit me up and he was Ronnie hit me up and he was like, hey, I've seen your I've seen your news I've seen your I've, I've seen your stuff I, I've seen you perform on Patch Nation's block party. I'm working with the Wizard of Loneliness. We're doing this thing called uh, Vapor Space Channel Surf which the theme is it's like surfing through channels and it's like it's like a url festival i remember I that thought one. yeah dan's thought, set was funny too <laughs> yeah i was like 
That was really good. He, that was where he was like spinning around on the home shopping network. That was and getting all sad. And shit. Really good. Set. <laughs> he did so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And before that, on Pat Jenkinson's block party, there was a Discord, right? And there was a green room where I, I met the green all... room for that. Yes, exactly. Hell I yeah. met you. I met three D Blast. I met yes, I met Dan Mason. I met all these vapor artists. I remember really what you said to me is you were playing the video games. And I was doing something, and you're like. You have good stories. I like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the green. That's room. why I picked yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I met so many vapor artists there, and then I learned that Wizard of Loneliness. Uh, he lived in New Jersey, which was what about like a two-hour drive from me. Oh, so I was like, let me drive over to the Wizard of Loneliness's place with fiber. And let's film these skits as like, you know, little in-between sets, like the bumpers, like the ads, mm -hmm. and put them all through a VHS filter so it really fits in with like the old school vapor, you know, VTV telethon kind of theme. Bingo, bango, bongo. That shit was so funny, dude. Like, it was unbelievable. Um, Thank you. Somebody wants to know if you have the, if you still have the cowbell. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. At the ready. We I got, repurposed so many of my things for like the stream. We got a hot take in the chat I want you to respond to. Uh, Cashed says, hot take, funk is better than disco. What say you? Hmm. I respect your opinion. I mean, funk came before disco. I mean, there are a lot of ways you can look at disco as like a watered down funk because it simplifies it to like a four on the floor beat. There's less complexity. But you know what? I respect your opinion. This is a safe space for all opinions. And <laughs> you know what? Sure. I like funk. You know, I like people think discoholic. It's it's weird because when I p tell people about discoholic, they're like, "Oh, what kind of music do you make? What other answer do you expect, dude?" But, yeah, no you shit, know, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, I like anything. <laughs> I like anything in the disco sphere: funk, R and B, uh, French electro, blog house, house. Uh, anything. Uh, he just said blog. I house. I know. I know blog. Is not, you know what, you know what man? Be. Though I, I think it's a dirty word because Bloghouse involves like a lot of artists. That there is like, a lot of disco y stuff in Bloghouse, I mean, so I respect it. Bloghouse to me is just like familiar. blogs were really popular and they were, they were promoting a lot of electro and a lot of electro yeah, remixes of indie artists. And that's what always that's what that movement seems it, like it, to it's, me. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. There's a book, it. they just made a book recently about the they did. movement. And they I did. Read it, but it, I'm they made a book about that shit. I just ordered it. I just ordered yeah. that book, so I'm waiting for it to come in. Oh, you I could would. just, yeah. I guess, but I like yeah, the physical. Hey, we got to have Block some variety in here. Bloghouse book, it's called um, Never Be Alone Again, named after the Never Be Alone song. Again, that's right, yeah. Yes. I should be reading that. Ooh, I'll read that soon. Damn, the Wiz just doxed himself on stream. What's up? Hang out at Wiz's place. Yeah, let's go. I'm down, man. I, gotta, well, I want to go to record exchange. I've been really yeah. dig. Could you listen, yeah, sit down yeah. and listen to some metal records? Yeah, uh, fairly. Re when was the? What was it like? Uh, summer twenty twenty one. Wiz Wiz invited me, uh, Christ John, and Fiber to his wedding, which was really nice. It was a great time. Oh, I feel like I remember that. That's beautiful. That was the first time I met uh, Christ, which was really cool. After like talking with him so much. Yeah. Man, he is he is a lot of fun to talk to. He is very quiet through DMs, but once he gets on here, through DM, he's really, well, to, uh, me, to me, he is. Oh, yeah. Once he gets on here, man, he just, he doesn't stop. It seems like he he's the guy who doesn't want to leave the party, you know? I mean, okay. I, I, I feel <clears throat> like 
Yes. That's a compliment, by the way. That's I, I, like I love. John. I love talking to John. He's You're the welcome. best curator. He has the best taste. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like he has a lot to say after you know running business casual for so many years, nearly ten he, years. The now. guy knows and what he's talking about. Just one guy. That still blows my mind. No he damn Uber to deliver his mail. He doesn't drive to it. He. I can't believe <laughs> what. The, yeah, he doesn't drive. Wow, I did not know. That's right. unbelievable. It's Uber, and then brings all his sucking like records that, that needs to be sent to be exhausted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, every week, every Friday, every twelve p.m. Mm-hmm. God, I, I have total respect for what he did. I first met him at Electronicon One, and after a set, Very and I was cool. like, "Hey," I pulled him aside. I was like, "Hey, I really respect the work you do." with business casual i was like oh thank you and i showed him hey you know i don't know if you know just oh i've seen you around no that and guy yeah, that guy. yeah i know yeah. disco holly what a guy i remember the in what the mega guy. episode Ske- uh, skelly tried to interrupt and he said yeah let me finish <laughs> that was oh hilarious one of the only guests impression. that's ever stood up to him yeah, let me finish yeah. Uh, especially on an episode like Hot Takes. Yeah, he's got to get his mm-hmm. word in. He's he knew, man. He was prepared. Guest. Hey, man, he's this is way too wholesome for me. I got I got one. I need to know, what is the biggest problem with music right now, Discoholic? What's what's the biggest problem with music? Yeah, man, I need you to shit on something. We're 45 okay. minutes in. All right, you told me not to punch down, but I'm going to punch. Um, just kidding. Um, I feel like a lot of people... Let me look through my Twitter. Let me look through my Twitter drafts. Damn. I feel like that's a good indicator of just, like. I feel like if you're trying to kind of, I feel like if you're trying to make your way up, when you're making music, if you're making music for fun, you know that's perfectly fine. If you if you're music if you're making music as like a hobby, do what you want to do. But if you want to like, kind of pursue music as more so of a living, I feel like more and more musicians need to take a look at themselves and be like. What am I doing? What am I offering artistically? That's different from any other Joe Schmo. I, I got mean, you. Find your, especially, your, your niche. Find your niche. And again, if you're happy doing what you're doing, if you don't, if you just, if you like making music solely because it's fun to make music, not that anyone else, you know, is making music because it's, they're an industry planner. They're making music because they have to. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that if you're trying to, if you're trying to kind of move up, I feel like too many people, maybe in the scene, too many people in the scene are just kind of making, don't really stand out that much from from the rest of the group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, you're not that, wrong. That is my that is my that is my uh, take. That's a hot one. Hot. Our uh, soundboard is yeah. not working today, but uh, damn son, damn, damn son, we're, we're just fine. fine this. This. So I think that. The- a lot of people <laughs> and already is successful so that they can, you know, it's like, well, this is a proven thing. This works. I'm going to try and just do that too. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that playing it safe. But their thought process comes from. And I think that's like a dead end, man. I never, ever want to make, like try to make music and think, I hope this people think of this artist when they hear it. Mm-hmm. I hope they think of that. Mm-hmm. And them. It, it, it's fine when you're starting out. I would find your footing. That I don't know. That's just me. Hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, on the point of like standing up from other artists, if you sound a lot like another artist, if you're starting out, that's perfectly fine. You're just trying to find right. your footing on like trying to find your inner voice. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people imitate and that's how they exactly that's exactly. how they get their footing. Yeah. But yeah, my hot take is that you know what? More people need to ask themselves, what am I doing to stand out? My my hot is maybe don't release the music yet if you're still just copying other people and you're finding your footing. <laughs> fucking put it out there because it's just too fucking easy for people to just put out whatever they want and then yell at people to listen. Save to it, it for like the deep cuts. You can put out like a three terabyte, three hundred song release like mesh. Not go back to the drawing board, see what you can do that's more unique and different and feels like your own voice. You know what I mean? I made a bunch of songs that I'm like. Mm-hmm. Before I started releasing Skeleton Lipstick stuff, you know what I mean? And Skeleton Lipstick, uh, old secret classics release win. I don't know. Yeah, start anyway, yourself a little Patreon and put your old bad songs collection. Right I know, away. right? It's like, well, who am I to say? You know, you made the music, you can't, and, you, and you can, if you can put it out, I guess you can. But I don't know, you might find yourself years down the road being like, ah, you know, I wish I waited a little bit and perfected what my sound was a little bit more, was a little bit more comfortable with my sound before I started like putting it out there, labeling it, putting myself behind it, pushing it on everybody, you know what I mean? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I feel like it depends on what we mean by release. Do we mean like a full official release that's on like physical, True. that's like on streaming services? Do we mean just like a SnowCloud? Do we mean like a SoundCloud snippet or just like something that's on Twitter, like as a video? Right, like a free sample submission or something like that. I mean, Dan Mason has his own SoundCloud for one-offs, you know? Yeah, he, like, that's he, okay. he, has, he has lost so much faith in SoundCloud, I don't blame him, that he's turned his main SoundCloud into like kind of a kind of a hub for his for his, for his whips for his unfinished stuff yeah. for his old stuff that he's like even had like in the description like has like a little legend for like how to decipher like yeah he puts like a letter in front of him he puts like a letter at like the end of the or the beginning of each like soundcloud upload telling you if it's a whip if it's this or that which is really interesting because yeah, i that's a great example of an artist that started out with, uh, you know, kind of working on imitating maybe some some other. I don't want to say he imitated. I don't know, but but he he kind of came into his own. He's a great example of what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Hmm, his his latest. You. I mean, I'm sure you've heard Dan Mason's yeah. newest album. What was it? it oh, what's the title again? But it's the Midwest it's, emo notice, album. Exactly. It's very different from his mm-hmm. other works, and. Personally, it's not my cup of tea, but I totally respect Dan mm-hmm. for, I mean, his reworks album. Here oh, to wait, stay. No, Thanks, his... Quiz. Here to stay. <laughs> quiz the homie. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> not... Whatever. Um, his reworks album. Ooh. Mm. Hot take. That album is good. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Discoholic canceled. Wow. He disappeared. Did you guys see that? Wait a minute. Oh, he's back again. Thank God. We got another hour and ten minutes to fill. <laughs> Honestly, man, we got to get him on here at some point. He's such a sweetheart, and he's got a lot of talent. Dan I'm... Mason, yes. Eventually. You, well, I'm, 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 yeah, a Eventually. lot of people in the scene. So, so, so many talented people in the scene. We got to get Dan, obviously. And they all oh, have we... such fun, unique backstories. And since day one, but we got to pace ourselves, yes? For sure. Gotta... Absolutely. Yes. Well, I appreciate you being able to give us a hot take. After all, we are called hot takes. Um, you've kind of 
you've kind of blown up in popularity recently. Why do you think some acts are popular and some of them just never catch on? Hmm. I f- think about I it. Like- uh, and why haven't they caught on yet? You don't have to name them, but think about what one you have in your head and think about like, well, why haven't they caught on yet? Like, what is the difference? I feel like some acts haven't caught on because they aren't really sure of their identity, whether it's Sonic, whether it's branding, because it, it, it one artist I'm thinking of, of in my head, they're a great producer. I love their music. Their yeah. production is top notch. They definitely have the music part figured out. But yes. the naming of the titles, the artwork, it just doesn't, it's not cohesive enough mm. for me to, to warrant me <clears throat> coming to these tracks other, for, other than for the reason they sound good. Because yes, you can have fantastic, clean production. You just have to give people a reason to listen Branding. to <laughs> promotion. Give people a reason to listen to that music other than Joe Schmo number five, who has similarly top-notch production. Yeah. Right? Go commission I mean, uh, PJ Rourke to do some artwork for you, and you'll blow up. So, Dude, I love the I, new artwork. I, I, I agree with you. I think that oftentimes it is a matter of identity. It's just like, it's almost a matter of like, even sometimes they even know what their identity is, but I think there's a bit of insecurity about putting themselves fully behind it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And really like embracing who they are, even when they have the right artwork, right sound they know who they are they have like you know you can feel the presence of the artist in the music you know what i mean yeah Sometimes it's a matter of like what they're a little bit they pull back you know what i mean and they don't push as hard as they want to because maybe right. they're like or maybe they're they doubt themselves i think that right. thing that happens too my favorite artist is bewilder beast uh he's an oh early, hell yeah early, early vaporwave slash vaporwave nascent scene you know what i mean he's another airlines artist as well in my opinion unparalleled in production and unparalleled in experimentation but still keeping it accessible and very interesting he uses a, a wide variety of synthesizers sometimes they're more current ones sometimes they're uh analog ones from the 80s and sometimes they're he even uses a lot of like euro track stuff too like he's like <laughs> very proto vapor like, down like listenable in my opinion like that's just usually for hobbyists not even real musicians but he fucking uses it in a way that makes it beautiful and like his artwork like his visual presentation for all this stuff was like in my opinion like just like so much fun uh, oh my god it was it's um it's so i'm in another world you know what i mean he's got it all but he, i just don't think it ever he ever pushed him he ever pushed his presence enough and like i'll still he's still around and I'll sing Bewilder Beast's praise to the end of time. And, you know, mm-hmm. George, if George and we're here right now, he'll back it up, too. Mm-hmm. He'll back That's one of his favorite artists as well. Great, like, intersection between Chill Wave and Vaporwave right there. <laughs> I know what Bewilder Beast is doing, but I love it. And right. that's, like, what you want. That's exactly the, if you're, like, an experimental. Kind of some disco vibe, too. That's exactly how you want to be described. You're like, I don't know what's going on here, but I love it. You know what I mean? Right. But anyway, you know, and then like, I think that it has a little bit to do with, you know, just not putting yourself out there a little, enough, not maybe having a little bit of doubt. You know what I mean? And doubt's a right. kid. Like having the lack of doubt to like realize your full potential with what you have right now, you know, that can often hold you back. And maybe a little shamelessness to boot. <laughs> a little shamelessness. You gotta, yeah. be able, you gotta be able to let it all hang out, baby. Let your nuts hang, baby. But, I mean, look, the man 
no pants on right now, and I know I'm fucking. Fuck, I, oh, you know what I'm saying? Fuck up. Oh. The shamelessness to really push the uh, your presence, right? If you're really secure, if you really believe in what you do, and really feel confident as an artist that you're doing something interesting and uh, and different, you know, you gotta be a little shameless, you know. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you know, respectful, and you also have to be humble, but gotta be a little shameless too. I, 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 yeah. I realize, I realize like added various attitudes depend on like what exactly to like That's convey true. because like if you're maybe a more if your whole artistic identity is based on more so confidence or things relating to that then yeah That's, but maybe just, i don't know in different genres it's different but i get yeah, your point i agree you're right if you're you're right because it's, it's a whole different set of rules if you're an anonymous artist doing something mysterious right Ooh. like that thing too it's like how do you become an anonymous artist who bases their identity on mystery and yeah. becomes successful? Like that's always a strange thing, right? Like, what is the what is the trajectory for that? And like, I think that I'm not that trajectory. I know you're not that trajectory. I would love, I we gotta get someone. I mean, we had Lux on before, but even Lux mm -hmm. has got a strong a strong personality. Like, I would, I wonder mm -hmm. if we would be able to get somebody on here who she's has, got like, some good stuff. branding. You know, what that's I mean? a common theme that I'm noticing with anonymous artists. The ones that the ones that rise are the ones with really really good branding or like a strong product, as it were. I hate to use that word, but well, and then the I, ones I see that, your point. Our biggest yeah. example is like telepath. Um, telepath um, who's the one that was really really big? Um, the skeletons. Oh, skeleton. Yeah, well, skeleton. Not general. skeleton. Um, they're newer. They were on GeoLol. Which well, one? Who? Well, Skeleton also is another good that example of that. That is a good point. Skeleton is anonymous as well. There's so many of them. Not Skeleton Lipstick Skeleton. Begotten. You know, Thank I, you, Calcium Demo. Begotten. begotten. That real weird story behind... Who knows if it's begotten, true or not. Like, very interesting mythology behind themselves. Lore, the point, you know? To the point that when I read the Begotten mythology, I'm like, is this bullshit? <laughs> like, it's not real. That did, none of this happened. I know, right? I, I, honestly, I, I think it's fiction too, but it's fun to believe in. It's fun to suspend the disbelief. I don't know. A little hot take. I find I find all the begotten stuff a little silly. And I Okay, it's a it, little. I'll give you that. I I just me. Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. I reread this on that about like and then I got a mysterious tape where there was a red skeleton laughing and I was like, who was this? And then the mystery became deeper. I'm like, Am I reading fucking creepy? I honestly right? think they made up the whole story. <laughs> but I'll take it. it. Oh, you don't I'm think any of that average. stuff happened? I'll believe a fucking single word in those geometric lullaby descriptions. Bullshit. Hey, they're great writers. You gotta give them that. Do you think people lie on the I internet? Absolutely not. Very engaging at I all. I believe everything I read on the internet. I, I don't know. I thought it was silly. But I'm gonna get a lot of Do you Do you want to follow that up with like some more serious <laughs> autobiographical questions for Discoholic? Um, no. Or should I ask him some more bad take ones? I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm game for anything. Okay, so we already know what your favorite music is. Describe your least favorite music. Hmm. Ah, I'm usually a pretty open. Like, who would be the yin to Discoholics Yang if it weren't Cheyenne Blue? Rock. Rock. Yeah. I mean, if we look historically, yeah. I mean, Disco Demolition. It's all analog. Oh, these. Yeah. These copy pastas in the chat are killing me. Okay, so you don't like you don't like any like. You know, Nirvana, I mean, you don't like Led Zeppelin. I do. The Beatles. I do. It's it's God. more like the stuff I don't like. It's it's more like that kind of stuff I listen to less, but I still enjoy them. 
I just don't opt for them. That's all. I usually yeah. try to keep myself open-minded to any kind of music because, you know, you never know. You never know because I... Okay, well, that's a good personally policy. Believe that, I, I personally believe that there's less bad music than we think. I don't know. Agreed. Chris, one of the things Chris always says is you'll always find uh, one... Alex, what do you think of ska music? Yeah, oh, we, I want to know, fine. too. It's it's fine. We are it's number fine. one. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. What, really? ab- what about electro swing? Fuck, oh, never mind. Oh, God, fuck I God, hate electro swing, yeah, too. Yeah, no, yes! Hot, hot, hot that shit cake. sucks. Electro swing has aged so It's bad. like, hey, guys, you want to ah. read Great Gatsby and make some music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I oh. find to be pretty fascinating because of the because of the embrace of the cringe and it's um, so cringy what was that one movie moulin rouge it endears me in its vulnerability of being a little bit silly silliness always endears me i used to throw a ska dance party specifically because i thought it was really silly and i thought there's truth in silliness okay Okay, i like that i like that no way to go to a ska party and get any cool points. Particularly when I was throwing it in the year 2019. There's no cool points. Nobody looks cool dancing the ska. You look oh, silly. you don't want to do the... <laughs> that silliness. You look on the ground, it's all just like checkerboards. Oh, going back to that skit that the Wiz made. Beauty, and people look beautiful. Well, you can't just leave it there. You, you know what? People go to the goth parties or the techno parties. They look cool. They dress cool. It's very cool. Nobody's cool at the ska party. I like that. Nobody's fucking cool. I guess you I'll throw there, my pork pie hat away before I move. You look silly, motherfucker. And that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Hey, you there he is. Silly. To the people who are listening to the podcast, Disco's doing a ska dance. Oh, 3D Blast, 3D Blast <laughs> likes Electro Swing. Mods. That's awesome. Disco-holic. That's beauty, beauty right there. His beauty and <laughs> Quiz says nobody's cool at the Scott party because it's stinky. <laughs> stinky. It's stanky. Bro, it's you know it was stanky? That uh, <laughs> terminally chill NorCal room. Boy, was it humid in there. Don't forget to tell Uniwa. You like that music because it's stanky? Stanky. Uniwa's fucking <laughs> Nobody says that. I think, I think Groovy Kaiju said that or told me that. I don't know. Right? I think he was playing a prank on I you. can't. He probably <laughs> was. <laughs> Let me tell this white guy that people say music is stanky when it's good. I gotta go to NorCal, man. I gotta do a terminally chill there. You yeah, did. You really chill. Our, our terminally chill. I did. A secret said a terminally chill Philly. I gotta head up the West Coast sometime. Man, how much looks. It's looks pretty cool out here, man. I'm gonna miss it. <clears throat> oh, where are you oh. going? Oh, uh, Groovy. What's up, buddy? I just wanted yeah, to say Kaiju hi. Kaiju is in chat. What's up, man? I don't know I if you really said that thing. Let me just dial that back real quick. Hey, all our friends are here, though. August, yes, dude. Adam, this is wonderful. Pacific no shit. Plaza. Fucking everybody's here. It's awesome. Oh, how lovely. Wiz. Oh, wow. This is a strip silence. Oh, boy. What a fun. Vaportorian's here, too. Vaportorian's got a show coming up in New York City. Yes. Got out Vaportorian. Awesome. Cool. Being and he's got a DJ set coming up on Friday in New York City and okay. uh, um uh oof, I can't remember what's the name someone put a link for that or um, Vaportorian if you want to drop a link in that chat for that show you have coming up soon that'll I, be I'll off. be right back I I, I saw Vaportorian at a patch of, what was it it was in the Barbary no not the Barbary <laughs> it was in Mercury Lounge in New York City it was uh, yeah, for I, Aesthetics Nights Aesthetic Nights in 2020 
Fiber of Power PCME. Yeah, and he was recording the whole thing. He was recording every set. Oh, oh man. He, he's the man. He's the man. I met him for the first time at the show before Electronicon 1 for uh, uh, Surfing and um, uh, 18 Carat Affair. And just what a phenomenal human being. So cool. Love that man. guy. Electronicon. Go see New York City area. Please go see that. Um, I'm going to try and find a link for this event at some point. But if Vape can, if Vapatorian can drop it, that'd be great too. Man. But live Future Funk Vaporwave show in New York City, and it's the day before. It's the day before the Electronicon show, actually on Saturday. So man, big, big, I, when I went to, to the Electronicon, I, I I knew almost none of the people I do now, which which kind of sucks. I forgot to Did unmute you know? myself because I had asked you if you attended. Did you go to both of them? I only no, just the New York one. I couldn't fly out to uh, uh, the California. And I did not get to go to the one. New York one. So, uh, well, we both complete each other. Yes, I am told that it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was great. Um, but man, so many of my friends now who played back then, I didn't know them. I only talked to Christ. That was about it. Oh, wow. But Same. I, yeah. I didn't know any of these amazing people except Chris. I knew Chris and I knew DS Dude. Yeah. And that's like fucking it. By the line. And you're like, Chris? Like, I know. Wow. I saw you when we locked eyes and I was like, oh my God, it's Skeletal Lipstick. I've known him for like nine years. Well, so not nine years, but like a long time. Oh, and then I met Ronnie like five seconds after I met you. And then it was just like, okay. Oh my God. 3D Blast in the chat. He knows. He said, Disco hated me. Don't worry. <laughs> I remember I, this was around the time I did like 3D Blast. I actively did not like 3D Blast. I didn't make it vocal, but I just didn't like him. And I remember I stayed at the after party, Skeleton Lipstick's after party. And I could only, I only had, the, I only had the stamina to stay for Pat Chennington's show. Damn. And once 3D Blast came on, I just comped. You just fucking dipped, just, didn't you? I well, I was tired. It was like what three a.m., two or three a.m. It was the experience of a lifetime. He makes but it pretty you know hard to get into his man, inner circle, man. A, 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 a man has its limits. A man has its limits, and the bedtime is a bedtime. So true. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I will not sacrifice sleep. I'm, I'm glad that the you one have thing since seen me the alive. Me too, yes. man. Like I remember, I was watching. I think Televape. And it was at the Electronicon LA, and and Chris finally messaged me. He's like, "Okay, you're on for tonight." And I was like, "You have to." And so like, drunk didn't... and i was like oh, i gotta sober up <laughs> and i will not be getting any sleep good good for you well you gotta understand that unlike electronicon uh, in new york where we had the venue secured until 4 30 in the morning we didn't have to move locations right true we could just stage right as soon as uh ryan finished his set i could get up and start setting up all the mix boards and get together and um but for like on LA, he could. They wouldn't let us. You know, there's there's different curfews in LA, so we had to figure out place to go. So that's when we, you know, uh, George hooked up with the Chewing Foil people to have us go to there. And, but it wasn't firmed. Like literally, I was hanging out, like bugging George backstage, being like, "Am I doing this event or not?" Right. Like he told me literally three days before Electronicon Two. He's like, "You down?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm. Let me get my plane ticket." <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to be able to roll with the punches. We grabbed Jeff and um, and James, you know, Jeff Vaporer and James, obviously, yes. Um, and the Virtual you know, 94 guys. Virtual 94 guys came down with me because they're fucking goats. They're the Hell best. Yeah. I'm going to do a shout out to them in a moment. But, like, you know, we didn't know. And so I was so pleased to finally get the get that, get the thing set up. And then I grabbed you and I grabbed Fantacat. And I'm like, 
get the fuck on stage. I remember that. Ah, yeah. And now look at you guys. You did the fraternally chill bar together. I remember she played a Kiro Kiro Benito song. Star maker here, but you know, you Santa Cat, right? You guys are like, hey, you're the matchmaker. Mazel Tov. Put both of you guys on stage for the first time. You're not wrong. He 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 did. He uh, he launched the man that launched a thousand careers. I I I feel like I need to read the copy pasta that's been flooding the chat. It says, "Hey sluts, it's time for Discoholic to eat a bean." Copy and paste this in the chat so we can make him eat a mystery bean. Should I do it? I think you should. I okay. I Maybe one. We're about halfway right through. Go go for it. Be you cool. gotta okay. You gotta tell us it? what the yeah. Yeah. For for people that are tuned in on the tuning in from pod- Spotify and such. Yeah, people who can't see, he's spinning a wheel to find yep, out what flavor. It landed on ca- either cappuccino or liver and onion. Here's the thing again, it's the same color bean. So there's no way to tell if it's cappuccino or liver and onions. I feel like liver and onions isn't that bad. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, if you're British. As a first one time back in the day. Okay. Bean game. All right, so I have the brown bean, which is either cappuccino or uh, what was it? It was a uh, liver and onion. Cool. If it's cappuccino, I... should he eat another one? No, God, <laughs> please, no! All right, just one. Just, just one. Just, you can tune into my stream bean, on bean, bean, Saturdays bean. for more beans. Okay, bean, bean. I'm gonna put it in my mouth. Bean, bean, bean. Oh, cappuccino! What yeah, a lucky boy! Yeah. No more. Okay. Pain no and. Pain averted. Wow, that that is really good. <laughs> See, it's either really good or really bad. Because you know, uh, Jelly Belly, they, they know they're they know they're Jelly Belly. I feel like dishwater would be way worse than liver and onions. Just saying. I don't even. I don't even. I'm just thankful that I uh, got God has blessed 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 me with the cappuccino. Uh, the noise canceling on your phone is being a little weird, Chris. I don't know if you want to try to mess with your settings on the fly right now but you're getting like like it's hard to hear you sometimes did you just start no it's it's been that way but you know i guess it's gotten a little worse um all right right. pacific plaza with the good questions what's new what can you ask discoholic why he likes to put emphasis slash rhythmic hits on the offbeats especially the and of one oh Syncopation. I think syncopation makes the world go round, baby. I think it makes, especially dance music, bit more interesting when not all the elements are landing on the floor on the floor. Inch, 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 inch. Right. That it, it calls attention to maybe specific instruments or elements in the song that would otherwise get lost if you put it on, you know, the on beats. Bit of production, production. Syncopation. Syncopation. Yeah. All right. Thank you for Pacific Plaza always comes through with the like deep cuts, the hard hitting questions. Somebody linked the uh, clip. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, that's fine. I was just gonna say that is definitely something I often notice with uh, producers who just start off is the lack of nuance in the drums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. True. Lack of like you know what like do like a little like before a snare drum hits every once in a while put like a little like reverse something and put it slightly before the snare drum. And that way, like you hear a little bit more, there's a little bit more things going on with the snare drum. Like even beyond just doing like, you know, you know, more complicated things like, like, like adding different uh, drums and syncopations, like just do a little bit to like every, like every few snares, do something a little different with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like do, yeah. 
something underneath it that's very light that you can't even hear necessarily, but you know something has changed in the mm-hmm. in the texture of the drum hit. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, the, thing, the thing about dance music, buddy. The thing about you can always tell the amateur producers by them not doing that stuff. The thing about dance music is that dance music production is that there's a delicate balance you're always trying to find between like having a steady beat that anyone can dance to using, you know, four on the floor or what yeah. have you and keeping things interesting. Yep. You know, keep- not. Yeah, exactly. Especially for like old disco tracks. They're like seven to eight minutes. How do you keep that interesting? True. It's easier when you're on the dance floor in the club when, you know, you're not listening as hard as you do at home. You're not listening as. You know, you're too busy moving your body. You're too busy dancing. You don't you don't have the mental capacity right then and there in the club to listen to music more, you know, more intently like you do at home. So, you know, electronic music production, yeah, dance music production has always been a balance between keeping things keeping things interesting and yet comprehensible, followable, danceable, True. if you will. Radio friendly and danceable, but interesting. Mm-hmm. We were uh, we were talking about techno before the show started, and uh... <laughs> we were we were we were a great I, counterpoint. Look, the counterpoint to techno is that they like they I mean they've perfected the sound design for the snare and the kick drum. Like if you're in right. a club and or or a warehouse party and you hear them and the way they they're the way the timber is in those in those kick mm-hmm. drums, absolutely, it's just like. You know, they put a lot of time into making sure that you can play this through a large speaker and it will resonate throughout the entire space. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rumble. The biggest thing, but I understand that, you know. I can recommend a kind of techno album, Metro cool. Area from 2002. Okay. Um, it's 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 definitely, I, like so, I feel like so many landmark electronic albums came out 2001, just like, Y2K that was era. an interesting era of electronic music. A lot of it was very cold and like futuristic mm. and kind of clinical sounding, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it, it was, was very kind of, seminal. I feel like it was kind of the it's kind of like a reflection of the Y2K attitude, right? Cuz like, True. you know, towards Y2K we were like, "Oh, uh, the whole world's going to crash, electronic stuff," and it's kind of like a reflection of that sentiment. True. But well, like, yeah. there's like uh, Daft Punk, what the fuck is happening in the chat? Oh, dude, it, <laughs> copy pastas. I don't know who's writing these, but shout out to whoever's writing the original. <laughs> I hope you're a great novelist because it mm-hmm. seems like this material. You're gonna need to start writing up. for GeoLol. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, um, keep keep the thread up with the techno and and like early two thousands IDM Rex. <laughs> IDM. Uh, I don't know much about IDM, but I do. Y2K, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. What was it? Um, the Avalanches. Uh, oh man, that's that's a seminal group. Uh, the Aval- What was the album called? The Avalanches. Since I left you, or since I, I left you, two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear us uh, talking. Since I left you. <laughs> that's some some seminal plunder phonics. Uh, that's like a boy. That's another one of those artists that in Vaporwave that everybody listens to. You know what I mean? Uh, or most for sure. <laughs> Seeing Along CX. With, like, I've, go ahead. Yeah, Cash has some good questions. Yeah. What do I what do I think about Aphex Twin? Aphex, thank that, you. Thank you, Disco. Aphex Aphex Twin. I really, you know, I recently rediscovered uh Aphex Twin's selected ambient works 85 to 92. Very cool. And oh, while it's not my cup of tea, it definitely helped me survive school, college. Just having it on the background, Aphex Twin knows how to create an ambient soundscape that's both engaging yet still in the background. 
But other than that, I mean, come to daddy. Uh, that kind of turned me off. <laughs> what? Not that kind of thing. Uh, you don't want to sit down and listen to come to daddy. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. You know, on Aphex Twin, all I can say, selected ambient works. Great stuff. Other stuff I haven't really had. You should check out... Oh, damn it. What's it called? I, I, I can't remember. I'll tell you later. Yeah. How familiar are you with One of Tricks Point Never's body of work? <sighs> I've heard a little bit of Echo Jams. People are requesting well, it on stream. But have you heard any of the other stuff, any of these other projects, like maybe Ford and Low Patton, which is a little bit more of, um, you know, there's this is it's like, it's like, it's like a, as if like there's like a Yes album designed by somebody. <laughs> It's all instrumentals. It's like him like and you know, yeah, yeah, Ford and Lopat, and they both got together in their studio with all their cool synthesizers. Such an amazing duo. Or you should listen to the album Channel Pressure. See what you think of that. That's all. Oh my god, very Channel Pressure so much. I am open-minded. That like One O Tricks Boy Never's body of work encompasses so many different concepts and ideas, and um, you know, I would say dig into it a little bit, particularly if you yeah. are getting into things. Yes, right now, which you know, you you know, I think I obviously you were a big fan of. Late. I've known you're a big fan of, and you should maybe start listening to some of One of Tricks's uh, body of work and pick an album. They all sound different. True. Well, the closest thing I've listened to is the Uncut Gem sound, which I really oh, liked. Yeah. Hey. yeah, that's true. That's I, like the cinematic stuff, right? I've listened to a bit of Don FM, which OPM was the main driving production mm -hmm. force behind. But other than that, I gotta I gotta start. Yeah, it's a lot like Apex like, Split. Like, Every album is different. Album, probably. I mean, I'm my favorite work is, is the Games album, Games We Can Play. His his yeah. work under the name. Mm. Also, Chris, Lopat, have you ever so seen I, those charts where it's like start here, want it to be more radio friendly, go here, more drone, I've seen that for the go radio. here. I've seen that for you should make yeah. one for one for Daniel Lopatin's work because that guy's a genius. He's, in my opinion, the greatest. I think so too. Artist of the generation. I mean, I, hands down, but that's just me, and probably most people in vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, because like it's it, coming to vaporwave. I I noticed everyone has different backgrounds. Oh, that's I, the best I part. Come from, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a melting pot. Plus seven album in that picture that uh that which is a uh, one of tricks album that uh, is drawn of me by PJ Rourke. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Um. I come to Vaporwave like kind of from an admiration. I think the reason I'm kind of staying in Vaporwave is because, yes, we're de I'm, it's definitely different from you know the new disco scene. But what kind of keeps me in it is like our appreciation of the yeah. vintage of the mm -hmm. old, of the old. But we have different, even though we have different reworking ways, literally anything. We yeah we have different ways of expressing it, Correct. but we have the same sentiment. Like a lot yes. of luxury elite stuff appeals to me because Ooh, thank you very much, right, <laughs> dude? Oh my god, lipstick elite! Imagine too. being a fan of luxury elite. <laughs> imagine dating her. What a imagine, imagine creating yeah. late night lo-fi. <sighs> yeah, like slow down funk. That mm, mm. well, <clears throat> I it, you know vaporwave is a playground, right? It's a playground where you know a lot kids come together with all their different toys, you know what I mean? To play with each other and to exchange ideas. I think that iClick put it best when they tweeted, Vaporwave is a scene, you know, not necessarily yes, a exactly. In the same way grunge was a scene, not necessarily a genre, right? Yes. True. Cold that take. That was a hot yes. take. That's, that's, I, I wish I could take credit for that one, but that is 1,000% Well, but you've said like, things ah, like that. 
It's Nails I great minds alive. I totally agree. Yes, vaporwave is a movement, not a specific genre, not a specific sound. Well, so Syllabus has a good question. What are some of your biggest influences within? I guess I want to know also. What are your biggest influences outside of the vapor realm, and what are your biggest influences within the vapor realm? It's easier for me to answer one of those questions. Um, outside the vapor realm, definitely Daft Punk. You know, French House. I love that stuff. Love uh, Break Breakbot, who is kind of the oh, I love Breakbot. Breakbot, yes, yeah, signed signed to Ed Banger Records. Kind Ed of Bang- the if you look, if you look at a picture of him, he has like a long flowing mane. He's like the he's like the Jesus of new disco. Great stuff. Oh, wild. There's uh, some Banger and Kitsune, you know, artists, you know. Mm-hmm. Kitsune, yes, my song Kitsune. Yeah, like uh, I, I would definitely recommend Breakbot as like kind of the purest form of new disco, literally just a modernification. Yeah, of, there's of, some of, good of, shit uh, out there. It's just kind of hard to like, find sometimes. Mm-hmm. Breakbot really is 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 like in a class of his own with that sort of thing. Honestly, I remember mm-hmm. first Breakbot being like, "Oh, like we're not trying to really pull too many tricks here. We're just modernizing disco." Exactly. <laughs> that was like a very interesting thing to me. Like, oh, you're not trying to be electro. But that was like kind of the, the, the thing with all the other artists for the most part yeah but yeah no, he, he, most people most people know baby i'm yours like that, that's recently fairly recently become a meme what's it uh ladies and gentlemen we got him <laughs> but anyways um so daft punk break but let's see like classics mm. like so so many classic disco artists probably earth wind and fire i mean i gotta go with Right. Wind and fire. I mean, uh, you like Sly and the Family Stone? Yeah, I like some Sly and the Family. I like. I like. Mm, you so need that, to go back to that that album by them because it's fucking brilliant. I like one of the one of their songs is called Ha Ha, He He, Hoo Hoo. Have you actually seen, have you actually ever seen footage of Sly and the Family Stone playing live? Because oh. if you, you need to fucking drop everything right now and check it out. Okay. Even just right go now. back to Woodstock. Yeah, just get off the fucking podcast. You maybe even go right. back to like the Woodstock documentary. There's footage of them playing at that, and it is the most vibrant, exciting shit I've ever seen ever. It's phenomenal. Wow, that's, that's ooh, high ooh, praise. Ooh, ooh, quiz, quiz said zap. Oh my yeah. god, a little bit of a. Damn, you made him disappear again. Spotify, our uh, <laughs> listeners and podcast listeners, Discoholic has disappeared. At the Where mention of Zap. I really, I really need to make him... Where is Discoholic? Dan? Because Pacific Plaza has a really good question, too, after that. I'm right here. Oh, wow. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Zap. Zap and Roger. Classic 80s funk. Talkbox funk. It's called, it's called a talk Talkbox. Talkbox. Oh, man. I yes, love... That's my favorite thing that New Disco does is the fucking Talkbox shit. Yeah. There's an artist called Pomrad that does a lot of that, and I love that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it, people confuse it with like a vocoder. Mm-hmm. That does the, like they both achieve the same kind of you know robot-y effect. But the thing with the talk right. box is it sends it's more analog. It's more right. it sends a, it sends the synthesizer signal through a tube, right? And um, and you put that tube in your mouth. It's like classy auto tune. And you shape uh, the synth sound coming through this coming through the tube with your mouth like this. 
that kind of thing. Well, a vocoder just takes a digital signal coming from your mic and ah. messes it with whatever mesh with. But yeah, Chris Zap is a good influence. You had a question for the disco man, didn't you, Chris? Me? I feel my like you, question there is, was my question is what are you doing here? You need to go back and listen to Dance to the Music, the album by Sly and the Family Stone, Sly because that's soccer as hell. <laughs> and you have to go watch the pipeline of them. You have to understand that album was like it's crazy. The production is like so it's overdubbed over and over and over again because he would just constantly like replace tracks, do this. If you actually listen to it, you can hear the ghost of like the old instrumentations and vocals like underneath it. It's it's really interesting album. Um, he goes, where's anyway, Discoholic? We're not done here. Go watch the footage of them playing live. It's mm. outstanding. Pacific it, Plaza it. has like, a know, fantastic question, as usual. That, that. Uh, Alex yeah. wants to know what your favorite 70s disco record from the USA is. Um, album. Okay, I know he wants album wrecks. Yeah, he mm. wants you to stop being a poser. He wants a specific <laughs> album and track wrecks. Okay. Um hmm, Faces by Earth Wind and Fire. It's a it's uh it's their four it's the Earth Wind and Fire's uh four way into the it was their four way into the so much good production. It's kind of I feel like it's when Earth Wind and Fire Plaza. were quiz. hitting <laughs> uh, quiz. Yeah, uh that was kind of when I believe Maurice of Earth Wind and Fire, rest in peace, said that the band kinda was hitting on firing on all cylinders mm. in that album. So I can recommend that album. That's one album. Uh, but what else? Uh, fuck me. Um, did you, I gotta, I, I'm called Discoholic. I gotta. Did you? Let me ask you this while you're thinking about it. Did you grow up listening to a lot of that, or did you kind of come into it as an adult? I kind of grew up lightly with it. As, as I said, my dad used to play a lot of Boney M. My my dad played a lot okay. of Boney M. Crazy Frog. <laughs> One of those is irrelevant, but yeah, and that was kind of my fair. Oh, in the car, I remember he played Change, a lover's holiday. Oh, I love Change. Mm-hmm. I can recommend. Uh, I love some I like 80s R and B and Quiet Storm type shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for a lot of like you know, seventies and eighties artists, I feel like if you just look, maybe not specific albums, but if you look at their best of collection, I feel like that's where I'd go to. Like Change has so many good stuff spanning oh, yeah. all their albums. They even Change even came out with an album like fairly recently and had some good new disco remixes on it. Very um, cool. I didn't know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of new there's a lot of disco artists who are still around today. Sarone, who was like a '70s drummer, a uh, very good producer. He, I, I, I played with him live at what? a Bliss, Bliss Pop Disco. I, I, that's Whoa, like the peak of my wow. career. That's really wow. cool. Well, I was on the same like uh, I was on the same billing as him, but you know we we still shared the same that's space. Important. Yes. No. Yeah. Being on the same bill is that that's enough to me. Uh, Bliss Pop Disco Fest back in 2019, but Bingo Bango Bongo. <laughs> uh, change, Earth Wind and Fire, Cheryl Lynn, great stuff. Uh, with a C. Um, what else? Um. Cool in the gang, Sister Sledge. So many. There's there's too much to list. That's the problem. There's too many. Too too many good discos. Too, 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 too. Well, you're you're clearly you're clearly a super fan. You you've no. heard the title. <laughs> yes. What they would hope. what would be an example of something that you would hear in a song 
whether it be a disco song or, or any other song that would just ruin the song for you? Is there a particular sound or anything that just is like, all right, don't even want to hear the rest of it? Mm, it's hard to say. I feel like if it shares a lot of... I feel like if it has a lot of hack elements, like just having the bass line go... What was it called? Blue Monday by New... That kind of bass? It just gets okay. too repetitive for me. I got you. I don't know. It, it takes a lot for me to turn... To, for me to get turned Same. off. I'll listen to anything once. Turned off by Blue Monday? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying oh, the bass line. I'm just saying... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying the bass line. For, I'm just saying the You're saying the, the, the derivative versions of that. Exactly. And I agree yeah, with yeah. that. No, that, that yeah, the derivative. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, <laughs> it didn't mean. To, <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to shit on Blue. You just say you don't like Blue Monday. Hey man, no punching down on hot takes. <laughs> no okay, no, I, I, I think there's a lot of derivative of that. You know what I mean? There's a yeah, lot of. Der- I mean, what kills me are like all the Joy Division derivative. Sometimes that that's like enough, enough already. There's a lot of derivative. Oh, yeah, cold wave sheesh, imitation is certainly the sincerest form of flattery. But damn, there's y'all. like a lot of derivative cold wave bands these days. A lot of derivative goth these days. Yeah, and like there it's is. it's just like too many people doing like the sort of like Joy Division style like guitars and like the Peter Hook sort of. A high bass and like motherfuckers aren't even like right don't know if you know how to write a song they just know how to imitate and look cool and it just pisses me the fuck it's fuck so off. hard to I'm like, like use i'm like that I, and then like you know standard what I mean? though like, what's that it's so hard to follow that standard when you like what you hear though i don't like, like it shoegaze no, is like, guilty like, of the same shit but i love it all oh i understand what you're saying yeah for sure um you know there's a lot of really phenomenal artists that make music like that black marble obviously i mean but they're just phenomenal songwriters he's just a phenomenal songwriter it doesn't even matter what style he would write the music in i think oh he says there's a question he wants to answer go for it yes for so it. syllabus uh said earlier you mentioned lack of confidence slash cohesion in an artist's presence as a barrier to catching on do you have any advice for those struggling with this i would say what are you drawn to? Like, what are you doing? Okay, so if you're trying to struggle with finding your identity, finding your own identity, what are you latching onto? And kind of analyze, okay, as you're, you know, as you're like trying to find your footing, as you're making, you know, stuff that sounds more derivative than you'd like, kind of like look back, you know, step in, step in someone else's shoes for a second and be like, what am I adding to this? Because obviously, you know, what sh- if you're trying to be more derivative, there is surely something you are adding and trying to double down on mm. that thing. Double down on like what makes your stuff derivative than what makes your stuff like different. That is what I am. Bingo, bango, bongo. That, that's it. Bingo, bango, that, bongo. That's it. Bingo, bango, bongo. Good advice. Yeah, that's a really um, good answer. I mean, what from my experience with Syllabus, a lot of Syllabus's music is very good at finding the most melodramatic, just emotional, intense part of a song and just taking it all the way up to 11. So I would say that would be... Exactly. The, Double down. Yeah, that, Double that down would be it. your specific skill or, or talent. I don't know. I'm, I don't produce music. I'm like the one... I don't know if you know this disco. I don't make music. I'm just a super fan and I just DJ it. So you are fucking Steve Aoki of Vaporwave DJing. Don't oh, yes. talk like you are brilliant. And you are you are 
better yep. DJ because oh, you're you too kind. Um, did you, did you the have, best DJs you have, are not. Do you, have, like, do you have cakes you throw in the audience like Steve does? Cakes? Steve yeah, Aoki throws cake into the audience. Isn't that his his thing? I'll be honest with you, I, I was not aware of that. Um, <laughs> well, I did want to say I talked about this with you last night. Fantacat did a really cool mashup. I don't know if I told you this, Chris. Fantacat threw know, a Kanye uh, acapella over "Movie Love" the instrumental version. Oh, I, I know, I heard it because I watched this. It was, and that was sick, wasn't it? it? Was I looked over I Agnes's testify. shoulder. I was like, "God damn, that's great!" Uh, yeah, that uh, I I only met Fantacat once at Terminally Chill, but she was so sweet. She was awesome. Oh yeah, yes. I'd, I'd love great to party attitude. with her again on the west coast, on the west coast, or any coast, or anywhere fucking newfoundland or uh, i wish uh, i could have hung out with her more i pretty much got to her not to talk about me but i got to her apartment and feverishly learned how to use that xdj rx2 like as fast as i could um you killed it by the way uh, thank you man i didn't realize how important beat grids were if you don't have your beat grid fixed <laughs> you're fucked <laughs> unless you can beat match by ear and i'm not quite there well, yet. that's all i do is beat match yeah. by ear. oh well that's because you're amazing i'm not that's not there not yet it's just i know i'll I get just, there at some point i don't that's not i would like to get to the point where i can beat match by grids i i just don't know how to do it the other way really very well hey it's, i mean i i see that as you're more adaptable because like you know when a song has a fucked up beat grid you don't you don't need that you can just no i just turned sync on <laughs> hey i mean i may or may not have hit that sync button yeah i'm not like i i like if i'm like fine djing i just uh i'm not isaac in my opinion at all he's so fun you guys oh i don't deserve y'all um, <laughs> tell us more. Are you very in? Uh, are you very involved in the new disco scene? Uh, here's the way I see the new disco scene. It's a lot of older folks. It's a lot of older folks on Facebook and Instagram, and I I feel like I carve out a kind of niche where I'm kind of like Gen Z new disco, doing all this crazy yeah, ass Tim and, yeah, Tim and Eric ass shit on like Hell stream. Yeah. You know, yeah, posting you whatever I me. want posting shit posts on twitter i don't know i feel like new disco is the music's good it's just it feels the scene feels boring. it's kind of like synth wave i feel like it's a bunch of guys that are obsessed with vintage synths no <laughs> yeah obsessed with the same freaking font on every cover what was it uh the Ooh, hot fucking... take wow yeah i think I... a lot of who are outliers find themselves who are outliers and very interesting outliers and make interesting work and do interesting things and, and, and have a very kind of encyclopedic knowledge of music find themselves just in the vaporwave scene. Eventually I think of someone also like alpha Chrome Yayo, right. Who's not necessarily, like he finds himself. That guy's in so the, skilled. Yeah, I know. And like where he finds Damn, himself. Cyan as blue as is here. Well. Who, what fiber and cyan blue are here. Oh, I like nice. one of them. Oh. <laughs> um, ooh, Pacific Plaza says, TBH, the best parts of the new disco scene are just remixers doing really good club-friendly-ish edits of classic disco and fun. That yeah, a that's, a big, one, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Um, the reflex revision makes so... Mm, the best classic disco edits. And... But other than that, I mean, there's I can recommend a lot of good new disco artists. Like yeah, name Opo drop Lopo, some people. Opo Lopo. 
Breakbot, Baz, fucking uh uh um. Mm. The, the other thing about the new disco scene is that like so many like new disco and I'm gonna lump in French touch artists of like yeah who kind of peaked in the 2000s. Um, they're just their their social medias. You can tell they peaked in the early 2000s, <laughs> and and now they're kind of like when they needed record labels to do all their PR. Now they're like posting hot takes about fucking being anti-vax and thinking really or like being, doing NFTs and it's not like, liking that's awesome anyone but them and people just oh like God. them. That's awesome. Please do keep doing what you're doing. You are excellent and precious at what you are doing excellent and precious <laughs> you are oh, you're, man. you're great yeah um, let's avoid the hot takes that's a sure sign that your career is over oh <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite well, to... uh do you have a favorite live show that you've attended Ooh, yes yeah I'll tell you my least favorite life show. I yeah, let's Carol, get Carol the... Benito. Ah, wow, your least favorite yes. was Carol Carol Benito? My least of all shows I've seen Wow, so that far. is a hot one, bro. Uh, wow. Carol Carol Benito was my, it was my least favorite. Not because of the music. I will say that. It was because of the crowd. Uh, my friend and I, we got... And it was around the same... Because, like, here's Who's context. Uh, we it came into Carol Carol Benito from, right? like... I'm sorry, what? It wasn't the negative Gemini Kiro Benito tour, was no, it? No, no, it was not. A was bad crowd that. can definitely ruin a show. Exactly. And, well, we came into Kiro Kiro Benito coming from their usual, you know, poppy, really happy J-pop kind of style, you mm -hmm. know, like Flamingo, that kind of stuff. But this was around the time they kind of got more experimental. What was their latest album? It was that, it was, they were touring because of that album and they released more edgy, more kind of punk influenced stuff. And the, which was, you know, kind of foreign to me and not my kind of cup of tea. And when they were touring with that at the venue and we were front row and our organs were getting crushed by like the railing right. and the crowd was trying to like, you know, touch, care, touch Sarah Benito's uh, fucking earlobes or whatever. And we just thought, that was the worst time I've had at a concert. Mm. But, yeah, uh, that crush is I'll... nothing to play with. <laughs> but, uh, ooh, that's Sarah Makaros collab. Luxury, mm -hmm. that is good. Thank right. you. Um, but my most favorite show was probably very recently Corey ooh. Wong and the Wong Notes live with Antoine Stanley uh, from Wolfpack. Um, and, man, that show, the, the showmanship, the fun, the musicality of Corey Wong on his guitar, just strumming away. The energy levels were at an all-time high. They did not falter at all, even though they, they needed Damn. like two intermissions because they they they, they deserved that because they the energy they were putting. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Super super fun and funky, which is kind of my inspiration. That's another big inspiration. Like Wolfpack, Corey Wong, Mark Rebelay, they know how to make things fun, mm -hmm. fun and funky. And that's what I'm trying to do True. here at Discoholic Incorporated. Smooth and slick. I always love hearing Disco talk when he becomes very excited about something because the gesticulations become bigger, the passion really begins to just just pour out of him, and it's it's I I always love it. 
<laughs> Always a pleasure, Nico. Always a pleasure. I I feel so excited. I'm so I'm just happy that I get to we get I get to hang out with with him IRL every once. You know in a what? While. I so. got Skelly. It's always been a pleasure hanging out with you, Young Shiro. <laughs> we 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 got we got to do something. something you gotta, hey, I'll be in your neck of the woods sooner rather than later. Hey-o. Really? Well, well what's going on? Well, I'm moving up that way. In about a oh. month and a half, so not quite that way. I'll be a little bit closer to like, uh, like John up in Pittsburgh and stuff. But you know, it's oh, just about that far. flight away. What? Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I love how close together everything is. I don't. I mean, you've been out to the West Coast before, right? Uh, I wish. What? Not okay. As of everything is so far apart, man. Everybody forgets that it takes like six hours to get from you know la to san francisco yeah that's uh, crazy know, five hours it's to just get from like vegas like to san diego you guys just, it's, it's so second nature for you guys i can't even like process that <laughs> i don't know how you guys just drive two hours and like oh i'm in another state like it's so weird to me i drive two hours and I'm like oh boy what did, no that was a little bit of a drive but you guys oh, are, yeah you no. you and like when i hear like the story of how like <laughs> I like you and like Alex Pacific Plaza and like what you guys drive. Oh, to dude. Go Big ass eight state. hours just, to like, get to Sacramento. Jesus. And the only beautiful part is Tehachapi. If you've ever gone through Tehachapi, it's gorgeous. The rest of it looks like ass. Is that a real word? Tehachapi. It's like right at the foot of the Sierra Nevada mountains. The rest of the oh, valley, no. like Fresno and Modesto and Stockton. Sorry, y'all. It looks like Texas, but with grass and trees. You're in, uh, what was it? It Somewhere near Nevada? I'm in Vegas, yeah. Vegas, cool. Oh yeah. man, what's it like? There? It's all right. I mean, it's. You'd think that it would be better. You would think that'd be a great place to be a DJ, but the trouble is, is Chris can print a test. It's just nothing but tech house DJs. <laughs> not not because he knows about the scene out here, but because he knows like the easiest shit to DJ. No shade is tech house. Like boom, 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 boom. That's it. You know. I mean, you don't have to yeah, worry about crossing mids or anything. I think the whole point of tech house and like the minimal techno stuff is it's 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 meant to be layered. Like you're supposed to have true, four, true. They do use the third and fourth four, decks a lot. I'll respect that. Supposed to have like multiple things on there, and you can Fair. kind of go between them and then change the EQs on each deck so you can mix a lot of stuff Fair. together. And I think that's um, you know it's designed for DJs, right? Like I think that that music in general, techno in general, is kind of designed for DJs, you know, to play with. And, uh, and that's why they like to do it so much, and that's why I, so many. I accept your counterpoint. Speaking and you're of talking DJ. to someone right now who doesn't particularly like techno that much, so you're you know, a good devil. I mean, but I can understand, Chris. particularly just as someone who has been involved in the uh, in the party world for a while now. You know what I mean? I get it. I, um, I get it. Speaking of DJing, uh, Patch Notes asks, "Will you ask Discoholic if they have any tips for someone starting out with live stuff?" And I can attest to that from like a DJ. So, if you want to start out doing live stuff, and I assume, I don't know if you want to do, like, SP404, like, actually performing your stuff live, or just, like, spinning out tunes, but I hear, as a DJ, the number one tip is to, to be able to read the room. Being yeah. Being able to read the room. Yeah. That kind of DJ. That's one thing Fantagat's really good at. Yeah. I'm, pretty good. Being I'm, able to... I'm not the best DJ, but I'm pretty good at reading the room. Mm-hmm. And like I can't do that because I have to, re- I, I have to, I have to rehearse my set, like a month in advance. I got to practice I do a lot of that in too. my, in my helmet because I can't see I shit in there. I, don't I have understand. to. Yeah, exactly. Being able to just do that stuff on the fly without rehearsals, one of why you're so great. 
Chris. Um, the high praise coming from an extremely talented human being right now. Oh, oh you're so And sexy. also, let us not like dismiss the idea of preparing a DJ set in advance. Yes, you, it's, you it's two I mean? different worlds. It's not two it's different ways. There are multiple ways of achieving a goal, right? And you know, it, we, when you're if you prepared it in advance, that means that you thought deeply about what the audience is going to be like and what is going to move you. You know what I mean? And you know that you can move the audience with what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I have gosh. like songs that are like available for me that I know I'm going to put on if I have run into right. an issue. Like, it's not like, like don't you, at all. you end up getting like crazy. chunks of songs that you can use like anytime. Yeah, like sure, because man. I'm like I'm you, Disco. Like, I do a lot of. It's like I mean, you have a background in theater. I want to say, I, I'm very yes, big I, in I like rehearsal. In like, oh man, I want this to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. Have a lot of anxiety. But like, as long as you do it a lot, eventually you have batches of tracks that work together yeah. that you can just pull out. You know, exactly. The other thing is like, remember that like I throw terminally chill a lot. I've done a lot of them. I yeah. throw a lot, so I have. Uh, you know, it's come to the point where, you know, I just. I'm, I'm batting cleanup and I DJ like a lot at it. I'm batting cleanup after the other artists, you know, who have prepared things occasionally. One good tip that helped me when I, I heard this, I heard this tip when you're starting out with DJing, just make practice mixes and listen yeah. back to those mixes. Yeah, listen absolutely. back to those mixes and be like, good. okay, where did I go wrong here? How can I make this better? DJ just for I, fun. Exactly. Because like being able to step in the audience's shoes is very important in any kind of music world because like, it puts yourself in this perspective. It doesn't, you know, it, if you're getting holed up in a, I don't know, rut or a creative rut, being able to even just ask your friends for like perspective, hey, can you listen to mm -hmm. my mix? Does it sound good? Because sometimes you can be overly critical of yourself when it's Boy, all in that. your own head. Yeah. And audiences you know, you reach out are a lot more forgiving of what you don't mm -hmm. think they would be forgiving of. And they're a lot more critical yeah. about yeah. what you don't think they'll be critical about. Like, yeah. The, the, the thing with DJing is I've heard that transitions, 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 yes. They don't but... really matter that much in a life Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm such a transition perfectionist, but they I mean, don't really matter. Like, I mean, it, you want those transitions when you've got a groove going. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to fuck up your transitions. It, it, you know, it's one thing when you're trying to get the audience moving, you just do whatever it takes to get them on the dance floor. Do whatever it takes to get them moving. Figure out what their energy is. Figure out what the vibe is. And then once you find it, you, then you're going to want to keep that vibe. So then that's when the transitions begin to matter a little bit more. Because Fair. if your transitions aren't that great, well, all of a sudden people are going to start dropping off the dance floor, right? Sure. So that, that does become a thing eventually. Like, sure. But you got to get at least three songs in a row that like work really well together once you have that groove. And then you can begin to change it up again. And you get, you're a little bit more free. You've got them on the floor. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that, like, yes, transitions matter, but the overall vibe with your track list, you know, bringing, you know, having like a, uh, being very conscious with like maybe rising or lowering mm -hmm. the energy level. BPM. You gotta give the audience breaks. Exactly, and transitions. Think about it. Make up a net amount of time of like I don't know, maybe six, seven minutes in like a thirty-minute set. Yeah. Because like transitions make up little time. You know, they make up, they don't make up that much time compared to like the two to three minutes you'll spend like playing other tracks that will, you know, eventually that set the mood rather than a tr maybe, maybe a transition here or there. Because like when you listen back to like, when you, when I listen like back to like, I don't know, my favorite, my favorite life sets, I don't pay attention as much. Like when, when someone fucks up a transition, 
I'm like, oh, oh that's weird. Right, like they don't beat this, this, this fucks though. But like the transition was a little weird, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't that doesn't exactly sour my soup. Sour my soup. Sour that is, I, I mean, that is if that's not an expression, it's going to. I be just one hate it when my soup I'm, gets sour. I'm using it all. That's that doesn't sour my soup. F- Fiber's got a great point. Uh, track selection is very soup. important. Yes, it is. That more important oh, yeah, than possibly more, anything. It's, more, it's the most important. I mean, I, I chose some deep cuts during my show, and and I thought yeah, they but, were just great. But then Fantacat played a, a like Little Mermaid song, and fucking everybody lost their mind. Yeah. See, well, it, it, so, it doesn't matter if you have like a smooth transition from turd to turd. That's my point. I'll stop the whole fucking thing right away if I feel like it, and I'll right? just like drop on the George Clanton track. You're not gonna mix, be able to mix a George Clanton track. If I want to get the audience, but like, I think one of the things people don't realize is there's different ways to move to music. And, you know, there are different ways. And like, I will put on some Vapor Trap for a moment and people move differently to that. Yep. You will put on the Future Punk, people will move differently to that. You put on some like Chill Wave classics like Neon Indian, people will move differently to that. And then you can put on stuff like George Clinton and those are anthems and people react mm-hmm. differently to anthems. You know, they, they People just wanna want to dance and sing, man. Energy levels. This is, um, but like also, you know, there's a very big difference between DJing and running a party. If you're running a party, then you have to be able to do that stuff that Fantacat does, right? Which is like to walk around, read the room, talk to everybody, understand everybody. Like you have a whole other set of responsibilities if you're the one running the party. You're coming, you're walking through the party, you're saying hi to everybody, you're making sure everyone's having a nice time. Then like the whole thing about like, then like by just doing that all the time, that's when you get to the point of like, I'm not really preparing many sets anymore because I'm talking to people and I'm mm-hmm. figuring out what their energy is. And yeah. now I've got like, I've got like, a, I've got a crate with a bunch of shit in it in here and another crate with a bunch of shit in here. And I'm going to, you know, I might be using this crate today and not this crate because of what I see from people. It's, it's so the like, difference between DJing improv is one thing, and like memorizing. Is one thing, but if you guys want to actually run a party, it's like, a, it's like another skill set involved in that. It's hard. I, I will always respect you to improv. I don't know. I don't really know. Rap over a beat, and read the room, and respond. I'm really chill NorCal because, like, I got. I'm so lucky that she does that. She runs it because yeah, she does that. Absolute... Oh my god! Yeah, no, that's that's another great tip about playing live. Go to live shows. True. See, oh. see the vibe. See, like, if you if you know you're playing a venue, go to that venue. Go to like a dance party there. What mm-hmm. do people like mm. as a DJ? Yeah. yeah. See, read the room. You know, Before another you thing play. too is like, let's say you're not a DJ or you don't make music that is DJ music and you are doing something like like what Patch Notes does, right? Who, I'm not sure, did he hear that I recommended his album? No, he for, missed it, but he's here now. He missed it? Patch Notes, go back and watch this because I just recommended Yeah, the VOD will be up and it'll be on well. YouTube. Um, but like, I guess like the thing is like, you got to like think about what your music is and you got to think about how you're going to, I don't know. Like sometimes I look at what some of these EDM uh producers do at those festivals and how they do set up their things and not everything is a dance song but there is like an audio visual component to things there is a way of organizing the music in a, in a way that creates a vibe you know what i mean like hmm, there's no this it's a tough thing to figure out the rule book for doing it you know what i mean but you can innovate a way of performing and innovate a way of like creating a, a, a experience with what you do then that's what you go for i always consider electronic music to be an audio visual experience when you when you do it live rather than just like a rock show you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you know. yeah i feel like url shows are a whole different conversation. yeah they are do you yeah think, someone had a really good question they want to know if you guys think that url shows are going to keep being a thing yes yeah, absolutely. I think they, they will are. too. I personally do too. One. People are putting a <laughs> like, lot of effort into upcoming ones. Yeah, I approach your I approach URL shows differently, where I try to make like a 
instead of a live show where you know I, I just DJ on stage and do some you know physical comedy like pull out a big sign on like a that oh says God, robot rock <laughs> they're so fun yeah you need a gun I, with I, like a flag that comes out of it and all that shit <laughs> a oh hat that has G36. a disco yeah oh man um <laughs> like with, with like URL shows especially if um they're pre-recorded I try to approach it like a music video where like yeah. it's like it's like a 30 minute long music video like with all these different shots of me miming vocals miming guitar trying to make it more of like a an experience experience instead of like an emulation of like the life setting which is nothing wrong with that it's just a different approach mm. like yeah it's it's definitely a different reading the room is definitely a different conversation in the URL I have space. done I've done I've done so many URL shows and I always try and do something slightly different with them and uh, yes. but most of the time you know sometimes it's a DJ set sometimes it's a live performance I remember I did the one for um what's be careful's um festival uh, what, uh what did, homesick the one fest homesick fest when i did the homesick fest one with him i did it like it was like panel surfing through like weird uh -huh. stations each one would be a different music video that i would make for a song yeah so like url shows are fun because you just that's like a real audio visual experience and you have like so much you can do with the url show that you cannot do with an irl show mm -hmm. like, yeah so especially I try, in vr i try to you know I vr consider, damn I, I consider myself an artist and I consider this a great way for to express myself artistically in a way I can't normally do. I can give you another vision of what I'm thinking yes. and what my modus operandi is as an artist. Yes. Like you can see who I am and like what my a world peak is behind like. the scenes. It's a whole other way. Yes. You express yourself in ways that is not possible. IRL. True. In, yeah. in an IRL show, for example. I'm um, a yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. What was go What was I going to say? Shit. URL shows express yourself differently. Yeah, express yourself. You feel like maybe you have a little more control over the URL show experience. Yeah, hundred percent control over URL. It's more less. You have a thousand percent control over the URL show and what you're performing and how you're going to do it. Like you, you know, you can do anything you want. You can you can do anything you want. Look at what Disco does or what Wiz has done before with the URL, right? You know what I mean? Whole ass, Wiz has whole ass Whole movies. ass, like, fucking themes, A man. Plot. Whole ass fucking crazy shit. Or what Dan Mason did with the channel surfing. Oh, yeah. Part, right? those, those are that so memorable. bananas. I couldn't even... Bananas. I was bananas. I couldn't believe it. Uh, chat is asking... Yeah, chat you is... gotta read this. Um, where did the lid go? What in the... So chat is asking me to do another... And you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna read this message. Yeah, please do. Discaholic, please hear the solemn plea of a disgraced vaporwave artist. For many long miles, I have made the pilgrimage to the hot take stage to see you on this fateful night. I have mingled with take sluts and normies alike. Oh I, have asked, <laughs> I have asked, and you have answered. I have listened to your insights on a variety of topics. I have but one final request, which I truly hope you will grant to me. As my final wish, I would like to see you eat a gross jelly belly jelly bean. <laughs> Please, beseech thee. You know what? Whoever, uh, that's some that. A one writing so right there, syllabus. All right, you gotta write for Disgusting jelly bean. That was comedy gold. Totally beautifully, beautifully done. Beautifully Lux says, done. "In the arms of an angel, plays in the background." Please, I beseech thee. <laughs> 
this is this is everybody doing a version of is this a copy okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. all, all right for those listening in on um podcast he's gonna do it he's, right. gonna he's got another bean, spinning guys. wheel uh oh it's cappuccino or liver and onions again no way no let's wow. do something di- let's do something Ooh, different say it again Pomegranate or old bandage? It's like a, it's like a old old bandage. Bandage. It's a pink colored bean. I've never. It's just gonna taste like adhesive. Well, the bean. That's oh, a man. that's a positive outlook on things. So. Yeah. Okay, here it is. It can't be that either. Bad. That's easy for you to say. Okay. Everybody um, quiet. Pomegranate or old bandage going in my mouth right now. Oh! <laughs> you did it! You did a bad job! Oh man, what? describe it! Oh, right here, oh he disappeared. Oh, somebody clip it. A bad bean. Oh, it's like a, it's like an old bandage. What more can I it's say? It's like an old bandage. It's like rubbery tasting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, buddy. it is. Thank you, thank you for doing what you do to please the audience. Thank you, Disco, for being Pe- such a good sport. People, I'm not swallowing that. Don't ask me. Oh, to you spit it. it out? I spit it out. Yeah, Bruh. Lux, luckily, oh, swallowed. No, look at no, 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 the no. Lux swallow. Do not spit. Wow, <laughs> that <laughs> might be a little bit too hot for the take sluts. We are, we are having quite the party on a Monday night. I must say. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it's Monday. Oh, hey, We're actually. We we're actually doing it earlier for you East Coasters since I'm about to I be one so of y'all. Happy we're doing this I know you are, man. I, I kind of did it for you a little bit too. And the viewership so has represented, so it was worth it. We are five well, minutes we away from being do it done. Because, we used to do it later because Tech would do Dino Hour, and we didn't want to. Um, we didn't want to miss Dino know. Hour so bad. Well, I miss Dino Hour, oh, but man. you know, I like Dino Hour. Yeah, me too. I do, man. but uh, Tech He's almost do the as Dino funny Hour. as you. Tech very funny. He's so funny. He's Let me tell you about Tech. Hold on. So the, I remember with Tech one time, it was um, it was in Philadelphia, and they he was about to do a DDS show at um, at for Virtual ninety four. They were throwing this event, and so we were like hanging out at this like very weird like backstage area at Warehouse on Watts, and there's like it's like a very interesting green room with like a bunch of random stuff in it, and like <sighs> Tech is just walking around, and he pulls out like a cardboard box. And it's like for a table, like there's a table inside it. And Tech looks at it and he's like, hmm, we should make this table. And I'm like, that is the silliest green, that is the most ridiculous green room antics I've ever heard. You think oh, about man. rock stars and they're drinking, taking, taking women back. He, he, he said it like jokingly, but it was just really funny. The concept of like, whoa, what kind of rock star antics are they getting to? Building a table backstage, which would be the most irritating thing to do in general. I and love Jack Man. I, I wish I had had the guts Ooh. to have him tell the ants in the pants story during his episode on hot takes. I, I, I That's met, like the funniest um, thing I've ever heard. I love you- that. In New York, when I played with the DDS and Pat Chennington, I, I met them for a little bit. We hung out for a little bit in the downstairs in New York City. But I wish we hung out with them because, like, the rest of us, we kind of got dinner together. We kind of shopped around New York together. But yeah. I, you know, Tech and James, they were doing, they were getting all lovey-dovey on a separate separate part of New York City. True. And, like, when we got back, I looked on Instagram. And the first thing I saw was James taking a picture of New York City, and he was at fucking Apple Mecca. The first Apple store. Now I'm, I'm like, yeah, a fuck. He has to visit <laughs> that course. place. But yeah, DDS, they were cool. I wish we hung out with them more, but I'm sure there will be more opportunities soon. Maybe oh, another electronic con. Who knows? So. 
Disco, well, hope so. we, we got to end the stream in a minute here, so we want to hear some shout-outs, oh. and we want to hear some um, some news on the front of the Disco-verse. You have the floor. Oh. Anything you want to <laughs> shout-out or promote, go for it. Shout-out Oprah Winfrey. Shout-out Joe Biden. Shout-out Casey Anthony. Uh, shout-out Colin Kaepernick. Uh, WDSK 97.9, home of the funkiest disco and news every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on my twitch just click on my username i'll just type something in the chat yeah twitch.tv slash discoholic or if you're in the chat and on live on twitch right now just click my name follow me subscribe to me hell yeah please Please follow the disco man thank you for hosting us oh (laughs) no problem hey uh also uh i'm not gonna say this anywhere else but uh late april early may new music (laughs) you heard it on hot takes That's all I got to play. Pleasure having you here, buddy. Do you want to go first, hey. Chris? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first thing I guess I will shout out is um, I have a, um, a I was uh, asked by Space Jam's radio to put together yeah. a, a Vaporwave dance party mega mix uh, with Sabri- DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ. Yeah. It's got like an extremely, extremely favorable review by Anthony Fantano recently. Yeah. Um, so DJ Sabrina and I put together this huge DJ vaporwave dance party mix. Uh, it was broadcast on about 14 different stations throughout Europe. Shout out Space Jam's radio. Thank Shout you for out, Jack. Out Love that guy. Oh my God, that guy's amazing. He is. It was uh, broadcast on like 14 different stations throughout Europe, but you can hear it now. So me and DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ, the, the fucking MVP themselves, we put this together. We put together this B2B DJ set. There's the link so for it. Cool. In the thing. Um, in addition to that, apparently the boys at My Pet Flamingo just were going through their inventory. I let me just see if it's still available. I think they found two more copies of Lipstick Elite. So that well, here's a link for that if you want to pick up the Lipstick Elite album, me and Luxury Elites collaboration. In addition to that, of course, Neil Juice Records always keeps their albums in stock. So Close the Melts is available on vinyl in two different variants. Um, in addition to that, obviously we have some URL shows coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vapor Shave with Daydream Deluxe. I've got a pretty mm-hmm. phenomenal set prepared for that. I'm going to finish Very cool. that night probably. And then it's all skeleton lipstick music, new, old, all kinds of stuff. In addition to that, Encarta has his stream coming up. What's that one called again? Uh, uh, I don't remember, but it's, it's got uh, a I know brain another, on the cover. Another one, Encarta, the homie, uh, he's so funny so creative i've got some stuff coming up for that as well um and uh in addition to that that, the polymath vampire album is finished it is mass it it features uh you know it's it's my um melodic ambient project uh in the vein of things like one of tricks point never's russian mind or emeralds uh album does it look like i'm here it features uh collaborations with donor lens with winter quilt with um tower of the sun and with Hawaii 95, 94, and um, also with uh, Golden Living Room. And it's been, it was mastered by uh, Fire Tools. So that is done. It'll be released eventually. Can't wait. And uh, uh, I'm going to have a new Skeleton Lipstick album for the summer. And um, that's good. All that's right. that's a lot. Very cool. So uh, as you know, I did play Terminally Chill NorCal about a week and a half ago. The uh, first of my two sets that I did is on YouTube. 
It is a 30-minute bubblegum bass DJ set. Lots of Wave Racer, Cosmos, Midnight, Lil Texas, Ultra Demon type stuff. Check it out. Link linktr.ee slash youngshiro. Guess I can put that in the chat real quick. Trying to get it on Instagram, but Instagram fucking sucks. Real, real, real bad hey, about that. Um, for the record, uh, I'm really sorry. It's okay. Uh, Go for it. All, all, all these discoholics are in the chat. They're like, they, they can't behave. They can um, They're like... They're like little children. They tase me all the time, and I, I, I'm like their babysitter. I'm, I'm really sorry that I hosted you, by the way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, also, if you guys want, I believe the Twitch still has the replay from Terminally Chill NorCal in it, in the hot takes vapor Twitch. It does. So if you go back in the videos, you can see it. Um, you can watch uh, Young Shiro and the brilliant DJ Fantacat do this phenomenal party in California, on Sacramento, California, uh, last, last, was it last Saturday? It was Friday the 11th Friday. of February. So it'll so be up till this you Friday. You can still watch it, it's in the replay right now, yeah. in the hot videos. And um, Thank you for the link, Lux. Uh, yeah, thank you for the link, Lux. And, so, and they did a phenomenal job, and you will oh, be able to so spot much. the very elusive, the most elusive cryptid of all, the Vaporwave Fox. The Vaporwave Fox, oh God, we must support the vaporwave and protect Fox, the Vaporwave Fox. Agnes told me cool. was stayed for the entire party and then just sort of left. Disappeared. Afterwards. It was afterwards. sweltering it too. Disappeared afterwards, like the mysterious beloved creature that it is. Let's go. Furries and Vaporwave. Hell yeah. We were very, very happy to have that place so packed out. So check out that. I only have the first bit because like a dumbass, my phone died. But the VOD is up. <laughs> uh, we've got... Uh, let me got, I got some hard dates here. March 11 is when uh, Encarta and Hexadecimals event is. And it is called Wave Break. So, Wave uh, Break. Wave That's Break. It. So, um, oh, yeah, and Hexadecimals. Hexadecimals. Um, right. 10 minute yes. sets. I don't, know so if, I don't know if you were told that the limit was 10 minutes. I certainly was. So I oh, went was it? stupid. It's like, a, it's, like a tele, it's like a telephone. It's really cool. I went but, stupid crazy yeah. on a break, uh, like a break core set. Lots of, you know, just crazy breaks. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, and then on the 19 and 20, we have Vapor Shave, hosted by Daydream Deluxe. Uh, of course, you're participating oh, in that as well. Lots of future funk. Um, I had a set already tucked away that I gave to um, Daydream Deluxe, and it's a cloud wrap set. Like, oh my god! Sad amazing. boys, like, wait to hear this, dude. It's young, lean bones, that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, it's gonna be fun, fun, but I don't know if it's gonna to work. This. But hopefully, no, it'll work. I'm so excited about hearing oh, something. It's, I'm pretty proud of the mixing, man. I a lot of Xavier Wolf type stuff. I've never heard you DJ cloud rap before, hey, you, and I am like, you already know I gotta try something new every single chance that I get. But the, I know, and I remember your conversation with Corey Miss. Like you guys know so much more than I do. Oh, it was impressive. Come on. Uh, no, it's true. Coming up, uh, coming up on the twelfth, we have an IRL event hosted by the VA10 Association in conjunction with Desert Runners out in East Phoenix, city of oh, yeah, VA10. Mesa. VA10 booked Vape Error as the headliner, so I get to open for Vape Error and Groovy Kaiju along with some Ooh. people from my collective Keb, and uh, I'm doing a back-to-back Lo-Fi House set with Feats, lots of DJ Seinfeld, Ross from Friends, DJ Boring type shit. Uh very excited uh and um of course there's going to be a synthwave stage and a goth stage um so oh, march 12 what? there's hey. three stages dog and we're the vaporwave what? stage i know what? right exactly chief leaf in mesa and the va10 chief association leaf. chief leaf and a greg 
put together this event along with Desert Runners. Man, I want to come out. I gotta. I want to come out, dude. If you come spot. out, it'd be so amazing. It's Vape Error is headlining, so I'm so excited to open for Jeff. Well, again. I'd love to chill with Jeff again too. Oh man, if you want to come, dude, let me know. March 12. Uh, we are planning to have like a small kickback the next day, I think. But anyways, Ooh. we'll talk about that more later. Uh, and then uh, one thing that I cannot talk about coming up. Yeah, and I'm going to try and come out. I would love that, Chris, more than you could possibly love, know. So Aaron's going to be there. Groovy yeah, Kaiju's Groovy Kaiju oh, opening wow. for him for a third time. March 12, guys, in Mesa, Arizona. Come out. Oh, that's going to be a goth stage, too. A goth stage, a synthwave stage, and a vaporwave stage. Oh, this and, is uh, crazy. This is like a mega party, man. Dude, it's going to be so cool. cool. And then coming up, I don't know if it's in March or April, something I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but a very, very special set that I've mixed that uh, will come to light sooner rather than later, something I've never done before. I can talk about it. It's okay. Yeah, All right. So she said it's okay. So uh, I don't know if I can say what event it's for, but Luxury Elite as mixed by Young Shiro. Oh, you told me about that. I did. That's so exciting. So Lux sent me all of her favorite tracks, and I did a 30-minute set for her. And so that's going to drop. Don't know if I can say when or for what it's for, but that's going to be really cool. We kind of collaborated a little bit. such cool music. And I, because I, mm -hmm. you know, I obviously, her and I did the uh, the Lipstick Elite set together, and like the, the song recommendations from her were just like, Oh, she's blood. got great taste. She's she's really the a reservoir of pop culture hit. knowledge. So a lot the of tracks hit. from Noir. Uh, and some other uh, some other albums that I mixed together, and I felt like I did a pretty damn good job. And her visuals are great, as usual. Chef's kiss. That's all I got. Disco, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had such oh. a good time with you. You know what? It's an honor to be here. And oh. uh, do I have the floor on? Like, yes, you have. Intro? Please do the thing. Whatever you want. Go for it. This one. Uh, I didn't think about this through. I didn't think through this. But, uh, uh, oh, give me a second. He's got a red bandana, y'all, for people listening in. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. He's got a cowboy hat on. He's got a cowboy hat. Well, it's been nice talking with fucking been nice to talk with all you with but you know what it's time to go <laughs> hey what an and the lone exit. cowboy rides off into the sunset wow cinematic as amazing box. thank you for tuning thank in guys, guys we don't know who the so guest nice. is in two weeks yet but it's going to be a good one let me tell you that we got a lot of leads and you're going to want to be here at 6 p.m monday that's pacific time 9 p.m eastern at twitch.tv slash hot takes vapor tell your friends follow us on twitter instagram facebook youtube and uh thank you so much for being the best part of hot takes good night the takes hot and your heart's warm Good night, take sluts. That's a hot <laughs> take. Sweet around American flag, because yeah. that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, God damn it, Isaac. New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like.
my records. Ever. <laughs>